0: Hello everyone and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host Chase Keneke. Today's show is on Fire Emblem Three Houses and I have two very special guests with me. One is my East Coast correspondent and the first ever guest on Gamers on the Go, Matt Jaguer. Hi Matt. Great. Greetings Chase. Nothing to report. I'm just gonna keep adding new uh, things to your title. As, as we go on this is it's very good you've been on a ton of shows uh we've talked a lot on on this year's show about a lot of different games uh we haven't done much in the way of fire emblem uh but i'm very excited to talk about it because i know you and i are both pretty big fans of the series uh person who's not necessarily a big fan of the series but maybe we're converting him is Bobby P, Long-time
1: listener, first-time caller. That's not true! You've been
0: on, oh, on on Fire Emblem, <laughs> sure, but uh, yeah. you've been on this yeah. show before. Uh, Bobby, what have you? What have we had you on for? We've had you on Free, which is bad.
1: Oxenfree is uh, bad. Monument yeah, Valley, right. which is good. <laughs> that's not
0: right. Monument Valley is good when when the people uh, on it are We've good done Pokemon. Abusing people. Uh, yeah, Pokemon yeah. Black and White. That's true. Right? That's good. That's yeah. good. so we, That's very we've had, good. We've, we've had you on for a few of these things. Um, so, usually Gamers on the Go is just me and a single guest talking about a game. Uh, but being that Fire Emblem has three houses and yet four routes, uh, we're going to yeah. try talking about this game with uh, with three people here because we each took a different house, uh, which is nice. So we'll uh, we'll be able to kind of share our thoughts on the different parts of the story here because this game branches into three so this game has like a beginning part that is basically the same for everybody. Uh, and then there's a time skip. And when the time skip happens, everybody kind of goes their separate ways and shit really goes down. And yeah, I, I have no idea how exactly things go for either of you guys but I know it's way different from what I experienced. So this this right here, what we're doing, we're doing mostly, it's a little different from a normal gamers on the go. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about like the legacy of a game or, or the uh, inspiration for it or those kinds of things. Uh, this is basically a spoiler cast. So if you haven't played Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm going to say this is probably not the episode for you. Uh, go and play that game because it's pretty good. <laughs> and... Uh, if you have played Three Houses, uh, then maybe this is the podcast for you. Uh, I've, I played as Golden Deer. Matt played as Black Eagles. And Bobby, you played as the Blue Lions. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll start this podcast off talking a little bit about the game in general, but then we'll get into the story stuff, cover the first half, and then we'll each talk a little bit about our own house and how the time skip affects us. Uh, so, running into this thing... What what do we think about the game kind of overall? Like, how do, how do we feel about the game part of the game? Well,
2: for me, uh, it is a, still very much a Fire Emblem game. There is the, the uh, turn-based strategy that I really enjoy. The kind of uh, excitement when you get through a board and you don't uh, get any of your characters killed, or you get through a tricky situations. Like, how did I pull that off? And everybody's still alive. And then there's this whole other section where you are running a class at a monastery at this military academy, and it's also pretty freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I was I was kind of unsure about the game for a long time. Bobby Bobby knows because we have another podcast that we do called the Casual Hour, uh, where I've I've yep. talked multiple times about this game during its development. How I was kind of uh, tepid on it for a long time. It was I felt like they were. Adding Persona to Fire Emblem in a way that I didn't think it needed. Like, I I love both of those franchises for sure, uh, and I love them when you mix them together uh, into a beautiful game called Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp <laughs> FE. But I, I don't know if you need to get your mainline Persona into your mainline Fire Emblem. That just didn't seem quite right to me. And I also found like the characters just from what I saw to be pretty boring. Like they didn't they didn't look different. I there wasn't. It wasn't things that I was really uh, attaching myself to, and I just kind of was worried. Like I don't, I don't know about this game. I, I don't really like the way it looks too much, because uh, we were coming off the the absolutely gorgeous looking Fire Emblem echoes. I loved that that hand painted looking uh, art style, and, and we got completely away from that here into more polygonal anime ish looking stuff. It, I mean, it's fine. It's just. Not, Looks not like, like
2: what, black clover or something like that,
0: yeah, yeah, and it just it wasn't, Which is fine. It wasn't I, I quite like hitting that
2: too. It. But it's it's like, yeah, I actually got the uh, the art of Fire Emblem with the collector's edition, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to say, like, some of the concept arts that they show in here are actually a little better because it's like a little softer, sure. Uh, but I don't know, it's something about the way they draw the eyes in this one, uh, in the character portraits, they look fine, and in like the models themselves it's like the faces just looks kind of weird in some sort of angles it uh, it's not terrible but yeah. uh, and it's different and it's okay the uh, eyes kind of have like, like a
0: marble quality to them that just kind of kind of like they don't, they don't like they don't do
2: like uh, uh, pupils it's mostly like just iris colors and like thin lines for like some of the pupils yeah but also the uh uh like some of the animations get so canned towards uh like the end of the game like okay running into the same animations for all these uh leveling up ceremonies and uh get going through the instruction and uh getting that perfect and uh or getting a great and getting the double fist pump from some of the the characters uh again it's like okay yeah i could have spiced that up a little bit but like i didn't have a huge problem with the art style uh and i uh you know some of the backgrounds they use in the cutscenes as well, like the support conversations Ooh, look really boy. bad.
0: Yeah, like those. But then again, when you zoom in all looking... the way
2: on the on the battlefield, it looks really cool. Like, did you either you guys go all the way zoomed in uh, and like run around as a character?
0: Not, not really.
1: No, I was. Pretty I didn't use it that much either because it's not
2: really. Yeah, it's not really conducive to uh, like getting an overall feel of the battlefield. But mm-hmm. it looked really cool, uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, In in like a later, later game, uh, later uh, level in the first half of the game, uh, there's a character is kidnapped, and in the final room, you can actually see that character on the ground. Oh, that's cool. Zoom all the way in before you know, and you see the other character she's with, uh, uh, for that later on part. So there's there's just so much attention to detail, interesting uh, throughout this game. Not just in that, but the uh, like, uh, just weird things like giving flowers on uh, birthday instead of do- doing tea time, you'll find those flowers in their room during the month uh, if you go visit their room. Uh, just, just things like that. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of nice little touches there. Bobby, how about you? How, where were you kind of falling on this game early before it came out? What, what were your kind of expectations?
1: I was optimistic. Um, you weren't doing me any favors by no, <laughs> by I any wasn't. means on trying to get me <laughs> invested in this. Like, I... My very so blasphemy, I'm sure, but the very first Fire Emblem game I played was Heroes on my iPhone, and uh, that's what was my first taste of what this could be. I then played Awakening and then uh, Shadows of Lintia and I, I, is that what it is? Valentia, is that right? I briefly yeah. played that mm-hmm. one, yep. um, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. But the Switch is my darling console, so anything that comes out on that, especially a first party Nintendo game, like I'm super excited about. And I was really excited once it delivered. Like, I found the loop to be very satisfying. And I should also note that my very first Persona game was Persona 5. Um, I played that, uh, you know, when it came out on PS4 this year. Um, so my my depth of, like, comparison to maybe other Persona games or what that loop was, I really enjoyed the idea of having, like, these social uh, constructs to work within and then also to have some of the the more advantageous battling, you know, that that Fire Emblem was known for that I really did enjoy. And I found myself um you know, it's one of those situations where I kind of gauge I tell myself and I know it's a lie when I'm telling myself this, but I'm like one more month, one more week. Like when I'm going yeah. through the game, I'm like, you know, I'll play one more month and that'll be it for the night. And then a year later in the game, I'm I'm sitting there, you know, bloodshot eyes like what the hell is happening to me right now? <laughs> and I knew it had, it, it's gripped me pretty hard at that point in time. So uh, gameplay mechanics, not having a ton to go off in the history, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and again, not having a whole lot of other games uh, to play in comparison to the social construct stuff. I really enjoyed uh, building a school, building a class and like developing those relationships. And I liked that I had the ability to shape people into who I thought their potential was versus the game saying, like, this is going to be this type of character that you're going to have to just put them in there. When I thought, well, maybe this person, because of this story they told me, would be better fit over here. And I really liked the dynamic that I had, at least what I felt like I had more control over, in getting to know those students and earning their trust to help them become what they, they have potential to be. I thought that was a really cool concept. And it added a whole lot more to, like, when I saw them side by side on the battlefield, like I'm seeing them in that way. Like, okay, well, they're doing what I thought they could do there. They have took that, and that was really, for me, super satisfying. Um, and I know that's probably going a little too deep on what the game was asking, but it, it was something really cool and special for me when I was playing
0: it. You know, I, I agree. I, I think I think that's something that the developers actually really did intend was to have this way more customizable feel, uh, really, really molding your students as you as you go through the game. Previous Fire Emblem games had, uh, like, some Fire Emblem games had really set paths for the characters. Like, you you start as this class, you get this class, and then maybe you get a choice between two classes that, you know, don't isn't really a change. It's are you going to be a great knight or are you going to be a paladin? You're still going to be a mounted unit. That's that's you're stuck with that. Um, and Awakening, I think, was the first one that really started to kind of uh, question that trend a little bit, where it said, okay, you you can switch into a lot of different classes. There's uh, skills dependent on classes. You can keep switching to keep getting all the best skills. Uh, and some of that customization kind of came in there. Then it got maybe a little too crazy with, uh, with Fates. Uh, I mean, they tried some stuff. They tried to actually scale down the kinds of classes you could get into, but the skills just kind yeah. of flowed fast and freely uh, with that, especially with the online features that they built in, where you could just kind of buy skills uh, if you found the right computer uh, controlled friends online. You could, you could just oh, grab yeah. their skills and buy them oh, for yeah. your guys, uh, which was kind of cool and kind of broken, but I, I still enjoyed it.
2: Very broken, but awesome in its own way.
0: Uh, and then Valentia kind of got back to, you know, there's there's a few characters, that, the villager classes, that you could uh, scale them into whatever you wanted to be. You could turn uh, some of those guys into archers or mages or soldiers, uh, and, and you get a little bit of control, but some of those guys, like, this is the class I am, deal with it. And uh, right. so they really did open it up here where they said, you can kind of make anybody anything. There's definitely some things that people would prefer to be in. Maybe their skill set seems like it's more uh, built to that. Uh, I, I think it's really cool the way that uh, different units, different students have different uh, like natural talents in, in some things. Sure. Like uh, like Bernadetta from from the Black Eagle, she's really good at bows. So when you teach her stuff about archery, she actually learns gets more experience from that because she's got a natural ability with bows. But then on the other hand, you also have people who who lack those lack talents for certain things. Uh, I think also about also have
2: like uh, budding talent too.
0: Right, uh, right, which unlocks right.
2: Uh, secret things.
0: Yeah, like you go from you go from somebody who doesn't who's not very good with. Magic of some sort, and then if you just teach them enough, then they get a breakthrough. And now, okay, now I'm actually really good at magic. They they learn a pretty high level skill or spell or something uh, based on that, and then it, it's it gives you that extra, it gives you that little extra flexibility on some of those things. And uh, and I think they do have it a lot of nice touches. Matt actually showed me a Reddit thread of a bunch of little touches that are in that game that are just really subtle things. Like, uh, there's a character, Felix, who, uh, Bobby, I believe, is from Blue Lions. He's in your route, sword guy. Yeah. So he yeah. he's a, a cool lone wolf sir. character. He doesn't... His, his personal ability uh, is... It works... Uh, he gets, like, plus five to his might when he uh, doesn't attack with a battalion and nobody's near him or something like that. So that that lends to him being this lone wolf kind of character. And he actually has a negative growth or a bane rather in uh, authority, which is the the skill you use to add in better and better battalions for your characters. So he's, he's screaming at you. Like, don't, don't put a battalion on me. Don't teach me authority. It's not going to help. This is who I am and you can't change me, but you can totally kind of change him because you can just keep forcing him to have yep. a battalion, and, and he'll get better at it. He just is slower than other characters.
2: The same uh, as with Kaspar with uh, like his authority. He doesn't really... You can use battalions with him, but it's not really the best unless you really just push and customize them. Totally. It's almost like like Final Fantasy V's job system. It's just like very open, uh, like the, those villagers in the Shadows of Valentia. You can pretty much customize anything you want to. But it also, at certain points during like the lecture, a character will come up to you and say, like, "Hey, maybe I'm better at this." So if you don't want to do, like being uh, like that's too much options and you're mm-hmm. you, get, you freeze at that kind of thing, they could the game gives you like certain paths that it's like, "Hey, if you want to do this, we'll set it for you." Where we're just going to be doing this, and you can unlock that class down the line.
0: Totally. Uh, like this game is simultaneously e- exhausting and overwhelming, but then also really accessible and i think mm-hmm. it's i think it gets yeah. that way because it it overwhelms everybody from from the person who's just playing this game for the first time to a person like me who's played a lot of fire emblem games both of us come in it's and we super go super dense oh fuck there's mm-hmm. just so much shit in here <laughs> how am i ever gonna yeah, think of it all i i was a little
1: taken aback right when i fired it up just because i'm like okay where do i begin and look i I definitely fired up a few wikis and some workflow documents that I had. And I wanted to, it's not that I didn't want to like fail or have like this min max mentality to it, but I wanted to maximize my time with this game in a way where I felt like I was getting a grip on what they were asking me to understand and balance out. Because they throw you into it and they do an okay job of like introducing these mechanics, but there's so much when it comes to. How do I manage my time and what's the best use of my time? Because they, they impress upon you very early in the game that time is precious mm-hmm. and that it's something that is very rare and you have a lot of freedom on how you use it. And I, I had more of a fear of just not using my time wisely and I think that's what caused me more anxiety than the, uh, like all the mechanics and the menus that were there. It's more like, okay, I can make sense of that, I can learn that, but what I understand is am I doing the right work with the time that I have, and totally. that's really where I found myself. Anytime I felt overwhelmed, it was like, okay, am I using my time correctly? And that was it.
0: That was one of those persona-like things that I really felt. It's like you have a ton of time, and in, in that, this is mm-hmm. this game goes over multiple quote-unquote years uh, of of you getting to build up your students, but but there was definitely this. Oh, I don't think I managed my time very well, so mm, I didn't yeah. I didn't recruit all the characters. Or in Persona, it's right. well I didn't I didn't max out this this S Link, which I probably should have been able to do if I just paid attention a little bit more, or if I if I had a clue that I could go to the burger shop and eat the big burger a couple times, and that would have given me the stats I needed. Right. Um, it, it's similar here, where it's like, man, should I have had another meal with students? I didn't even know you could have multiple meals with students. I, I knew I could do yeah. one. And uh, there's there's all sorts of things that I kept learning about building up my students' motivations, and the motivation allows you to teach them more classes, which lets them get better skills, and and uh, and also gets you and closer also to also teachers'
2: them. experience, which raises your level and gives you more time right. to do activities. Yeah, it's there's, like, there's so many meters yeah.
0: going up in this game. Totally,
2: uh, it's if you if you want a game that meters go up, and there's a lot of them. Thank God, this is the game for you. Yeah, this game. Chase one thing. One I will thing. Say, oh, oh, go ahead. Go yeah. on. Uh, the one thing uh, I want to say, is, like, respect to like, leveling up and everything, like, I got to a point where, oh shit, I did go the wrong path, and I can't really do any master classes with this character anymore. Mm. So it's kind of like I should have really focused on one thing to get him to, like, a master class. I just assumed, like, oh, if I continue down the Warlock, uh, uh, one of my characters can get one of the master classes. Oh no, that's a, uh, for yeah. women only. Right, class crap.
0: That's one. Oh, well, of the... he's still a
2: strong yeah. character and a healer. Yeah, so. I,
0: that is one of the few bummers I think of this game is that a lot of those master classes, honestly, some of those master classes aren't even good ones to get into. Yeah, because some of them have passive negative growths on your stats. So if if you go to something like Mortal Savant, which seems awesome, like this guy can use swords and magic, it actually gives you uh, less of a chance to gain speed for your character. And speed is an incredibly important stat in Fire Emblem, so that's really bad. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it is weird, uh, especially, like you mentioned, there there are certain classes that are only available to men or women, uh, which which makes some of the growths for characters kind of pointless. Like uh, a, a guy from Black Eagle's Lindhart, like, that dude is total white yep, mage, that's... It's like total magic both ways. And, and yet he you can't, can't learn advance
2: past advance. So. exactly he
0: can't get the the highest magic class in the game cuz it's female only that that's it's like very i creepy. can't
2: do a dark knight cuz i never got a dark seal going down this path i never l- leveled up lances and riding with him enough so at that point it's like oh you're stuck in your class right now right. can't really i can and do you as a beginner and start over, all over and get some like of uh, those uh, abilities but right. what's the point and he still
0: point? and he's still good it's just he's he's no, not maybe as he's good as he could have been Uh, All right, well, we could spend all day Oh, yeah, go for it. One quick thing. Sorry. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm.
1: I didn't get a chance to say earlier, um, you were talking about mechanically, about enjoying the game. Mm -hmm. This is very simple. I don't like this mechanic in any game that I play. I absolutely despise weapon degradation. Thank you. Yes. And that, to me, it was just a weird, another system to balance in this game that felt very unnecessary. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite games of all time is Breath of the Wild and like again like i hated that aspect in the game mm-hmm. and i didn't think it had any purpose like the master sword shouldn't get tired a lot of these you know very legendary-esque weapons in this game to me if they are these true relics like they shouldn't need to rest in my opinion and i didn't like <laughs> hey, that that the was something the creator i had
2: does uh, hard work of, <laughs> yeah. of of sothis's grace yeah. so sometimes you just got to press that rest button on the calendar yeah, sure. I... but you can also you can also get you can get material that repairs it and i never ran into an issue where it's like oh my weapon broke i'm like oh well i got another dozen or so in the convoy or
0: see, i can
2: just repair it or do a pl- make it into a plus weapon like
0: see i never
2: became my, an issue for me
0: my my strategy is a bad one in that i only used iron weapons and i would like oh. a bunch of iron plus weapons I w- i would plus them all out but i would just constantly use iron weapons because i didn't want to use up the uses uh of of better weapons and those better weapons usually had fewer uses out of them if you wanted to go to steel, you know it might cut the use amount in half and it's like i don't have time to deal with all this bullshit uh i mean it's something that i kind of overlooked because it's such a it's such a tradition in fire emblem that that these games just have weapon degradation uh awakening has it uh pretty much everything before awakening has it the weird thing to me is that they've gotten away from it in the last two games. Fates <laughs> yeah, and, Fates. The one thing that and echoes agrees
2: on is like Fates. Everybody loves like oh, there's no weapon aggregation.
0: <laughs> and, and Fates has its own problems in that those weapons give you massive uh, negatives. Like uh, they they really like the the weight, the the speed goes down. And some of that's still here. It's just kind of more hidden stats for that. But you you'd see, man, I'm applying this this steel uh, staff to to this character or the steel sword. And now he's like negative five to speed. Like this sucks like that. Why do I want my character to get worse by getting a weapon on it? That's, that's dumb. Um, But, but yeah, it, it made the comeback here, the weapon degradation. I really don't like Mm -hmm. it. I think it slows the game way down, uh, especially when it comes to battle preparations. I felt like every time Mm -hmm. I was every before every battle, it took me another 20 minutes to make sure I found everybody's supports, which I actually like doing that part. It's it's nice to see. Oh, who should be paired up now? Who should I stick together? Let's make sure I've got the the adjutants on the right people that I that I want. Um, but then when it got to like, okay, fuck, I guess I got to check everybody's weapons. Okay, you're at 30 uses, that's probably fine. You're at 15. Oh no, I should probably I should probably fix that one or, or buy so, yeah. you a new iron sword. Like that that's always sucked to me it it slowed the game way down and that's that was a kind of a bummer to me
2: i think it's they also like they got rid of like optimization buttons for like your inventory so instead of like a simple one click i got everything that this character can use yeah can't really do it in this kind of game uh so yeah i I agree though that the like beginning of every battle i'm like trying to micromanage every single character so i'm prepared to go and ready to deal with this you know oh there's gonna be fog in this battle better buy some torches right things like that that hasn't changed as far as fire emblem has been concerned yeah uh before we go into the story stuff there's just so much extra stuff i just want to (laughs) glaze over like sure they came up with one of the best things for amiibos amiibo gazebo like that just that name so funny okay the name
0: the name is good the execution is pretty bad
2: it is crap i didn't really use it at all except for just no name amiibos that would just give you vegetables and everything i didn't use my because i didn't want to overpower myself on an already easy normal It, It
0: it doesn't though like using oh, it doesn't, it oh, doesn't. Okay. i have every one of those fire emblem amiibos because i'm terrible uh I them
3: too. and all they They're did was the give packages, me though. bonus
0: bonus music tracks that i also never used uh and and yeah they, they'd they lay down like the the same thing with the regular amiibos. it's like oh yeah you can here's a piece of fruit for you or something that you can you just can add get, your like, convoy. you know
2: uh, level up uh, potions and it's things like that very very
0: advantage. rarely but yes those... i got so many of those by
2: the end though it's ah, just it's right. ridiculous but also there's things like tea time which is freaking amazing i didn't th- think i needed that in the fire emblem game yeah. but here we are uh like the online stuff where you can send out other characters and get a bunch of gold if you let them stay out for a month yeah. and suddenly you get 50 gold to use and they've got uh, the persona style
0: they've got the persona style thing of like here's what everyone else did this this today yeah. that's probably what there's you fishing. should do
2: there's fucking fishing in this yeah, game. fishing so okay. much. <laughs> but then there's also what well, we're gonna get to the beat of this three four different story paths yeah uh for this game It took me 70 hours to do one playthrough.
0: Yeah. I don't know how long it took you guys. I think mine's higher. It's like 85 to 90. Yeah.
1: I think I'm like mid-70s myself. Um, You know, once I kind of found my rhythm on what my loop needed to look like, I didn't change that too much. And it became pretty predictable. And uh, it was very enjoyable that way for me.
0: Nice. Yeah, I, I just kept trying to max out all my classes. It's like, I just want everybody to get all the cool skills. So I'm going to get you into this class and get you max out that and then take you to the next class. So my characters ended up being relatively bad. Like, this happens to me in lots of Fire Emblem games, uh, especially uh, something like Fates. And uh, I think Awakening more often is that there's a class they probably should be that is best for their stats, that's best for what they want to do. Uh, and I start with that class because that's what they should be, right? And then I go away from that. So at the end of the game, they're using really non-optimal classes and they're really not right. very good. Yeah, they've got a ton of great skills, but they're kind of worse for it. Like, uh, I remember in Awakening, one of my favorite characters is Pan, the, uh, the rabbit girl. And they, <laughs> like, by the end of the game, I didn't have her in her beast class anymore. So now she's just holding the sword for no good reason. <laughs> it's like, this is yeah. pointless. What am I doing? But you can do that. <laughs> you weird. you can you can totally do that. Uh, I we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go in. But no real beast characters in this game either. I mean, there's there's some on the outskirts, but no no playable character that's yeah, a beast unit or the thing. or the dragon characters, the mannequins. Uh So that's kind of interesting too, because those are usually pretty fan favorite favorite characters.
2: But there are beasts in this game that you fight. There are you know, beasts, and yeah. there are life, dragons in this game. We even get into like the battalions and gambits. I know, right? I there know. There's
0: right? so much, but we're gonna we're gonna move on because we've got a lot yeah. of podcasts left here, and this yep. is supposed to mainly be about the story. So let's talk about story stuff. Um, yep. There's like we said before. There's two halves of this game, there, and there's a time skip in the middle. So let's start with the start and uh, talk about before the time skip. So I'll run through some of this stuff. I'm going to have you guys kind of jump in when when there's something that you feel like you can add from, from your route specifically. Or maybe I'll have a question about how sure. you guys saw something. But I can run through most of this, hopefully relatively quickly. Uh, before the game starts, we're actually shown this cutscene from ancient times. I I, I I think we know it's from ancient times when we see it. Or at least we glean glean that pretty quickly. Uh, but the armies of Saros and Nemesis are opposing each other. Uh, Saros uh, becomes is victorious, uh, and she stabs that motherfucker a lot. <laughs>
2: he... She's got like the the like the sots, have You ever seen Kill a Kill? Uh, I, either of you?
0: I have not, but I am no. familiar with the, Kill like, a la Kill. <laughs> there's
2: always this shot of like in the beginning of the show, Lady Satsuki's this like the big bad early on in the show, and one of the poses that it is is this shot of like heel to toe, high heels down on the ground, mm. and that uses it three times in that beginning like cutscene. <laughs> I'm just like. Are they, like, watching Studio Trigger for, like, over at Koei to, they, like...
0: They to, probably to are. ...get
2: this inspiration? Because it kind of is. But yeah, uh, I will say the cutscenes are kind of nice in this game. Like, they're... there's just not enough of them. Yeah. At they're... least on the
0: playthrough I did. I would say they're relatively few and far between, but they are really good, and it makes... The non-cutscene parts of the games really stand out as like this doesn't um, look so good, especially the support conversations, like you mentioned. If you play
2: Black Eagles with Adel just you wait. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll, I hope you I'll, like stills. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I, I actually, I didn't, I didn't mind the stills either. I thought the stills looked pretty uh, cool. Um, that's okay. But... Anyway, so Saros is victorious and she stabs him a ton, uh, but we're told that Nemesis, the guy who just got stabbed was gifted the sword of the creator, the, the really cool, bony-looking sword that we see uh, by the Progenitor God, and uh, the Progenitor God gave him this sword to protect Fodlan, uh, which made him the King of Liberation, but that, that power eventually corrupted him, and Saint Saros, who is the lady we saw at the beginning, uh, along with four saints and ten elites, uh, defeated the Fel King and started the Church of Saros, and that's kind of where this game takes place. So you are outside of all of that. Thousands of years later, uh, you as Byleth, either a male or female. Did you guys go male or female?
2: I went male. Uh, male. Uh, I went female.
0: Cool. Uh, so
2: you're working. Oh, so you, so you, you uh, recruited Cillian really easily. Uh, yeah. And
0: I didn't understand why <laughs> until I until I learned it much later. Um, yeah. Womanizer guy wants to be with the lady. Go figure. Another, another really nice touch. Like, that's really cool. It is. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you work as a mercenary alongside your father, whose name is Gerald, who's voiced by the same guy as Jiraiya from, from Naruto, which was kind of jarring to me. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Like that that's before, like me. man, I've heard that name, I've heard that voice a lot. That's weird. Also, I probably watched too much Naruto. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> should um, get that checked. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you're working as this mercenary, and three students: Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. Uh, run to you and they ask for your help because some bandits are pursuing them and you stop them with, with little help from your father you get a little tutorial there and they, they are so appreciative and they want to bring you back to Gehrig Mach Monastery and another guy, one of the knights of Saros comes and he insists that you come with him to, to you know, give you your proper due and your father too because your father it turns out is actually uh, a knight of Saros himself or he used to be before running away with you
2: keep you hidden yeah. from this from your son for god knows long how long time. and we're also forgetting uh, uh the little girl that is in all between uh, all of this uh yep. foreshadowing <laughs> some weird deity whatever uh basically a little later you find out that her name is sothis which we'll get onto a little later but yeah so this is this background character that just always is you can see as mm. Bailith, and uh, just she's there uh, and usually chastising you because you're a fool
0: yeah and and she mm-hmm. has no memories but it seems like she's got these godlike powers she's able to stop time she stops you from getting killed immediately uh, because you're an idiot yeah and then she also seems to which have the power to the first game play, time which is
2: nice though too
0: right they they took that milla's turn wheel idea from echoes mm-hmm. and they they mm-hmm. made it into the dragon pulse or something Some, yeah. somebody's divine pulse, pulse. divine pulse um, yeah, thank that,
2: God, because I've used that so many times instead of just straight up restarting the fucking game. Yeah,
0: it's a nice feature, you. especially if, you, if you're if you playing on classic mode. Uh, that, that's a great feature to have.
2: Did you play on classic mode, anybody? Yes, I played classic. Okay. Uh, normal. I uh, usually go hard, but this time it's like, well, I want to get through this quickly, kind of, uh, because there's so many freaking paths, and I'm right. going to play over this a lot, uh, I'm sure. So uh, I went normal, not knowing normal's really really easy yeah it, it it's really uh, not a very hard game
0: I, I think eventually i'm gonna go hard classic but i'm probably gonna wait until i've got a couple of new game pluses under my belt just to really balance Maniacs out that. that's out now i'm not gonna play maniac <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so you get to the academy your uh, your father gets kind of conscripted back into the knights of saros and the leader uh the archbishop lady rea she's like, hey, you're here too. Why don't you just become a professor at my school? Which is very weird because you have no real experience of being you're a teacher. You're a
2: mercenary for your entire life, which is like you don't know how old you are. Right. Which is a weird <laughs> thing.
0: You don't have and amnesia, you have but you know no very heartbeat. little about yourself. Yeah. You also
2: don't have a pulse. You don't have a freaking pulse. You've like, got like a divine the, pulse.
0: Like, that's, that's all you need.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: Um, sure. So so now you get to be one of the three professors at this school, and you get to choose between one of the three different houses. Uh, each of the houses is based kind of on where you're from. So we have the Black Eagles, who are from the Adrestian Empire, the Blue Lions from the Holy Kingdom of Fargus. Great name. Uh, and the Golden Deer, who are part of the Lester Alliance. So you get to go and meet the, the leaders of those houses and talk to some of the students if you want to get a get a sense of who everybody is and then she just says like okay which one do you want and here's the most important decision you can make in the game uh, less than about an hour in and uh, obviously right. we've we've talked about which ones we picked um and and then you go from there but but still the beginning of the game is is relatively similar for for this first half for for all routes um let's see you i'm gonna skip through some of this stuff because it just there's a lot there's a lot to this game yeah, <laughs> like a we're,
2: lot goes on characters there's a jump lot in and this out game.
0: we're trying to we're trying to squeeze 70 plus hours of game into a like there are characters to our like podcast. part of
2: the monastery who claim to be somebody and turn out to like oh, i was actually somebody else <laughs> uh this whole time the whole uh, scooby-doo yeah
0: so let's <laughs> yep. let's run through some of this stuff uh you're teaching your students you go through a few small battles against bandits or or really tiny missions Uh, mock battles, but your first big task is to kind of clean up after this rebellion from a guy named Lord Lenato, Uh, and it turns out that there's still some forces there, and it's actually your first real taste of combat. Bobby, I've got a question for you here. So Lord Lenato is the adoptive father of uh, one of the students in the monastery named Ash, who is in the Blue Lions, how does this? Uh, How's this affected by by your playthrough? Because you picked Blue Lions, and Ash presumably could be in this mission fighting with you. How does how does that work?
1: Yeah, this is the one. Wasn't his brother in that battle also?
0: No, that's still that comes later. Him? Yeah, that's. What
1: um. Happened. So I'm trying to remember the exact breakdown of what this was. I know that it was an awkward situation. This is the
0: really foggy map early.
2: Yeah, the one time you use torches.
1: Yeah. Um, so I know that Ash got pretty, uh, pretty upset based off the outcomes of that battle, and like I felt like Ash was sad for most of the game that I was playing, but he was pretty inconsolable uh, there for a minute after this one. And uh, it, it took a lot of tenderness to really get him because it's still pretty early on in the game, and my trust and commitment to this character hadn't been really elevated that much, and so um, hoodie person, hoodie, there Bobby. was some. I know he's he. I mean, of course, you know he's not going <laughs> to want to talk to the world. He has a hoodie on. Um, I, I do recall that uh, leading up to it, there was like, "Hey, this is my family." But what the, what what's happening here isn't right. Obviously, like we need to to figure out like what we can do here. I don't think that uh, obliterating somebody was really what Ash wanted. But in in this case, like it was more or less like, hey, you know what you're doing's wrong. Like I'm trying to to, to do this here. Like we got to figure this out. And ultimately, like if you can't be on board with that, then this is what it is. Like it, it's going to be not good.
0: Yeah, there, I mean, there's a big question from from Ash. Uh, like what? Why? Why are you attacking the church? Why are you rebelling against the church? What? What's the point of all this? And actually, at the end of the battle, uh, someone finds a note on Lord Lenato that is a, that is explaining an assassin assassination attempt that's going to happen to Lady Rhea or that's planned for Lady Rhea, which just further pulls Ash because uh, because you get a little bit of that even from me on the Golden Deer route because you can talk to him at the monastery. He's like, why? Why would he do that? Why would he? Why would he want to assassinate Lady Rhea? Like that's ridiculous. Why this doesn't make any sense to me. And basically, you tell him to just suck it up, and he's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> at least from right. my from my playthrough, that's uh, that's what happened, and that was. Uh, it's like, man, I, this kid this kid's dealing with some shit right now, and we're just telling him to to suck it up. Okay, I guess that works. Um, but the assassination attempt for Rhea is supposed to happen during the Rite of Rebirth, which is a time where the, the monastery opens up. It, like, opens up one time a year uh, to a bunch of different people, and it opens up a, a sacred place that, that is only open on that one day. So uh, they're, they're worried that, okay, Rhea's in trouble. we got to protect them. So your next mission for that next month is to protect Rhea during this rite. But a lot of your students, or at least a lot of mine, because Claude's this real trickster dude, uh, who's all schemy? he's like yeah i don't think that's what they're really after i, I bet they're after something else and it's the same
2: for black eagles okay idle guys like do you really think this is an assassination tab and you're like nah, this is they're doing something else yeah it's kind of a, the beginning is kind of set down a path uh i think there's only one point where anything kind of diverges okay uh between the different Playthroughs that would be just slightly different, but still a same kind of event, right? Kind of thing. Uh,
0: so, this assassination attempt is is actually a front, uh, go figure, uh, by the Western Church. And they are what they're really after is what's in the holy mausoleum I think that's what it's called uh, and what rests there, which is supposed to be the remains of the goddess Saros. Uh, it turns out the remains aren't there when the tomb is open, but the sword of the creator is. Uh, you, you and your students fly in and you stop the invaders. The sword seems to bind itself to Byleth, your character, uh, which shouldn't really be possible because you aren't of the right bloodline it, unless... Or, wait are a minute. You?
1: Whoa. Or you
3: couldn't oh, be.
0: No. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty crazy that you are able to use this sword. That's, that shouldn't be possible. Um, and they
2: just give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. take this ultimate weapon. It's
0: Don't worry. Now, Rhea, it's all good. Rea, like, Rhea has been really um, like deferential to you the whole time so far you're still relatively early in the game at this point but she seems to give you all these responsibilities like giving you this crazy sword that's nobody's supposed to ever use and her right hand man's like i don't know we don't know anything about this dude and she's just like ah it's fine he he seems like a good boy or girl like they'll they'll be fine uh
1: pinch your cheek here's your sword
0: basically uh, anyway, so later, Sedith, who is the, the right-hand man of, of Lady Rhea, his little sister, Flaine gets kidnapped, and uh, it seems like it's most likely for her rare blood, and they don't really get into it, uh, but she's got some rare blood, and that's probably why the people stole her, and, uh, and you need to go rescue her, Um you also find out that a, a Black Eagle... So when you go and rescue her, you actually find another student, a, a student from the previous year, I think, uh, uh, who also went missing. She she seems to be here too, and uh, so you rescue them both. Uh, that, that other student's name is Monica. Matt, I'm going to ask you here, because Monica was mm. a Black Eagle, and she returns to the Black Eagle house uh, after this mission. How... Uh, How'd that work for you? Also, uh, this is going to kind of be some real spoilery stuff up front, but this is a spoiler cast, so I think it's okay. Uh, Edelgard turns out to be the Flame Emperor. Uh, mm-hmm. The Flame Emperor is, is, like, one of these bad guys who's kind of operating from the shadows at the moment. But the Flame Emperor actually shows up in this map uh, and and tells, like, the Death Knight to, to leave or whatever. The Death Knight's the one who kidnapped Flame and, and Monica, it seems. But also, Edelgard's, like, on your team during this mission, right? So how does any of that stuff work?
2: Oh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think she's actually in your group when that happens. She's just like, oh, I've
0: got a letter to write or I've got to do some extra training. Why don't you go down to the deep dark dungeon yourself?
2: I'm trying to remember because, yeah, uh, because I wasn't thinking of, like, who the Flame Emperor was at the time. There is a cutscene. I don't know if it happens at that one or it happens at the other battle with Flame yeah, the... Emperor, <laughs> where uh-huh. <laughs> Hubert comes in and he's like, "Lady Edelgard, have you seen her?" And I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder." Man. But uh, nah, it couldn't be. That's that's uh, kind of lame
0: from like remember. a from a leveling perspective. Like, yeah, like that's supposed to be one of your strongest units in the game at that point, and the I'm leader of your I think house. She, I think she's
2: still in. I think she's still in your group. Okay. The Flame Emperor just doesn't show up until like the end cutscene when Edelgard isn't around. Okay, interesting. Is something like that, hmm. uh, or or Adelgard just isn't in that battle. But no, I think uh, I might be getting mixed up because at some point Hubert leaves for a month and he's not in any of your auxiliary battles wow. or anything like that That's too. Interesting. And it's just Adelgard explained, oh, he's off doing some work. Don't worry <laughs> about him. All right, uh, but then Monica—he's helping. But, he's doing yeah, his he's part. Helping.
0: So you see he's, so he's always you, doing his part so you get this new student like wow great for you mm-hmm. Matt like you get this extra unit yeah. you get to use uh, she <laughs> seems pretty cool like tell me all about Monica
2: you, you know nothing about her she <laughs> just shows up during explorations talking to Adelgard and she's like don't worry about me and Adelgard Edel, uh, Adi and I are gonna be fine you know we're just you know I'm really great to be on part of the Black Eagles with you professor and that's it. You don't you don't train her. She doesn't becomes like a, a unit that you can use or recruit. So it's already as like, huh. Yeah.
0: And sounds so fishy about that girl. At the same girl. time,
2: you have like Sophus like whispering near you, you're like I don't trust that Thomas dude. I'm like, but he's been here forever. Who doesn't trust Thomas? Yeah, he's a or librarian Thomas or whatever. he's like, but he's been gone for a long time. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's not weird or anything like that. He's yeah. been gone
0: before occasionally. Yeah. It's probably fine. The, the,
2: the whole monica stuff if you play from the black eagles perspective is just so telegraphed and just it it, it when when she kills uh gerald and reveals her true self it's like uh, yeah kind of kind of could see that coming
0: yeah uh, honestly i i didn't uh i i felt i thought that there was going to be something weird about her uh but i didn't really expect her to turn into a bad guy that quickly i don't know if just maybe it's there's like,
2: it's like yuritsa in the beginning of the game he's there for like a few moments and then he's gone. And you're like, maybe he was the Death Knight. Spoiler, he's not the right. Death he's Knight. He's not the Death he, Knight. He we, just,
1: we have no a, idea. Not, oh, you're not going to hear from him the, no there's more. There's no path that says, what happened to this guy? It's like, no. well, he could be bad, so...
0: Well, that's coming bye-bye. in the DLC. That's Yeah, that's the uh, the rumor. It, it seems like there's a yep. Famitsu guide that, that shows what is going to be in uh, the DLC's Wave 3 and 4. We've gotten the first two. And they're pretty bad. Uh, but the the next two seem like they're going to be way more substantive. And, and three, they're saying that Anna, who's the shopkeeper, who's in basically every Fire Emblem game at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then the connection to every
2: Fire Emblem.
0: uh is going to be uh, a playable character as well. So maybe you will get to learn what's going on with Eureka because I have no fucking clue what's up with that dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though. Uh, so yeah, Monica, as Matt says... Uh, later kills gerald which happens you know right right before he's able to tell you about your true origins he's
2: i know i, I hate that about this story too it's like <laughs> every time somebody has something important to tell you it's like don't worry we'll talk about it later yeah. or i'll tell you at the end of the month i'm like gerald you're gonna fucking die right now aren't you you yeah.
0: <laughs> it's very much like the first damn the first it first or like second episode of game of game of thrones where ned starks is like i'll tell you all about your mom the next time i see <laughs> you I promise Oh right! I die before you get to see me again. Well, like they, sorry, they kiddo. Like, try
2: to play up like who your mom was. Like, yep, this is your mom's grave. That's it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think they really. They want. don't really say anything about your mom after that, right? You have she's to go like,
2: down the church path, I think, to find out. Oh, more really? About okay, because I think yeah, the closest thing so I like, got
0: is like she's supposed to just be maybe like a nun at the church, or she's somebody who worked at the church. That I, don't I think
2: she's like related to Raya. like i think that's the implied okay. thing or something like that have to play well, the church it seems play like they're thing.
0: hinting pretty highly that it is Rhea for a while like oh the Raya feels like yeah. such <laughs> such uh like like such a uh, emotions with you she feels very close to you it's like she's probably your mom right i mean you both have this green hair uh and then that doesn't turn out to be quite right but we'll get to that part uh, so Monica kills Gerald. She reveals herself to be Kranya, uh, And then the recently missing Tomas returns. But it turns out that he reveals himself as a guy named Solon, who's got a weird, pretty fucked up eye. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then uh, I think they, they imply this, but they don't specifically say it, that, that Monica and Tomas were probably killed and then replaced. Like they haven't been like these deep undercover agents for years and years. But they, they probably just went missing and then some people like took their, took their form. I, probably. That's so, what I'm... That's what I'm, so I'm that happens
2: me, off camera.
0: Right.
1: What's up, In Bobby? a really fucked up way, Solomon reminded me of uh, the terrible early 2000s scary movie. Um, <laughs> the Stronghand Guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Like yeah. if, if he would have, like Solon might as well has had the strong hand situation going, like the way that he just presented himself and like his shitty ass attitude, like that guy drove me crazy. I couldn't stand him. I was yeah. so mad. He's, like how he's dare you? Kind of lame. How and dare you, have, you show up and do this to me and my friends?
0: And you have to fight him a, yeah. a couple times. Uh, it's sad to me that that Kronia really goes out on a on a sour note. Like uh, she she gets to kill Geralt She reveals herself as this emo clown uh there's some youtubers out there who call her alolan perry if you've played uh (laughs) if you played fates the the kind of blue-haired lance girl is crazy well this girl's got orange hair and she's crazy so yeah eh. But, but you don't see her much no you don't see her much you fight her one time and you defeat her and then solon just goes up and rips her soul out of her body and then she's gone forever it, it's very weird to me because in in Fire Emblem Heroes, which Bobby knows all about because he's been playing, that was his first Fire Emblem game, and I know he's yeah. been playing since day one, and he's been sticking with it. Kranya, as as Bobby knows, is this is this very capable character that was shown in a, a Grand Hero battle. She's got a really great preferred weapon. Uh, she's, yeah, she's she's wonderful. Awesome, yeah. No, Bobby, Bobby <laughs> got off the uh, the heroes train a long time ago. I'm still off and on that train. <laughs> But uh, I, I think you she's. told
1: a, me to get off, and I listened. You said, "Bobby, you're in too deep. I wish you gotta I to get off the train.
0: I wish like I could have me, told myself that, off. That, that. I, I would have saved a lot of money that way. That would have been great <laughs> to never start at all. Um, but Kranya honestly is really good in that game, and it's weird that she's got such billing in Heroes, and yet really only has one mission that she's a part of in in this game. It's, I, I thought for sure, like, oh, she's gonna be a playable character in the black eagles route like that's going to be one of these big main differences but no that would
2: have been cool but no yeah it doesn't affect it at all just a character that shows up when you explore the monetary a couple of times during the month and then after tomas learns come be you know find out he's stolen, you have some suspicions uh but you know she never isn't isn't brought up until that one battle where gerald dies because she shows up right next to him like up here it comes Mm. Uh, and to, to Baeus' credit, he used, uh, they use the Divine Pulse to try to recover Geralt, and Solon comes in, and like, not today. Right. It's uh, kind of uh, weird as well, too. Uh, but yeah, during this whole time, there's also like, things like Sothis remembering that she's the progenitor god. Uh, there's a ball. Yeah. That uh, happens as well, too, well, when you meet b- one of your well, interests in, like, the goddess tower.
0: Before before the ball, You uh, Solon, when he rips out Kanya's soul, he banishes you to, like, this dark zone. And that's where yeah. Sothis remembers, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually the god. Uh, and I'm going to use my godlike powers to, uh, like, really fuse with you. I'm I'm going to go away this time for good. You won't hear me. We won't be able to chat anymore. But I'm going to actually give you my powers. And let you get out of this thing, and you use the sword of the creator. You cut a hole open into space, and get back into the the realm that you belonged in. And you uh, you take care of Tomas, and and so now you've got like this light green hair. You really yeah, look a lot too. like Rhea, uh and Flane interestingly enough, and Seteth. Uh, it's almost it's almost it's Ooh. almost like all these people are somehow related. Uh, but now you have the powers I of a god. I see what you're
1: doing there, and I, and I appreciate it. I, I pick up and I understand that reference. Ah,
0: very good, very good. Um, so now you have this power of power of a god. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, and Lady Ray is pretty impressed by all this, and now she takes you to the holy tomb, which is different than the holy mausoleum. Yeah, I guess. It's a lot of holy places where you put dead things.
2: Very, it's a monastery. Very interesting.
0: Right? Um but uh, she wants you to receive a revelation from the goddess. And uh, you. she takes you to this place, the, to the holy tomb, and you see Sothis's throne. The, the You see the throne that Sothis, in your mind, has been sitting on this whole time, and, and now you're at the real place. Uh, so you sit on the throne, and nothing happens. And while people are pondering why that is, the Imperial Army and the Flame Emperor show up, and they attack you. They want to steal all of the crest stones from the tomb and, and basically just ransack this place and uh once you defeat the flame emperor uh it reveals uh it's revealed to be edelgard what a shock matt again so this is the mission matt that you're talking about where she just casually just isn't there that month
2: so no you have to fight against her uh she shows up as you know during the cutscene. you sit on the throne there's that still sitting on the throne mm-hmm. nothing happens and uh, Edelgard comes out. It's not so fast. I am the Flame Emperor, so you have to fight her. Oh, she doesn't with even students.
0: She doesn't even yes. say. It's it, it's not even a reveal. No, she shows.
2: She reveals it before the fight. Interesting. And you fight against her because there's you know there's no point. You're going to fight the Flame Emperor without Edelgard being there. Yeah. So hmm. I, yeah, I think the first time she's not there, you just don't see the Flame Emperor in that that uh, fight. Okay. Uh, I think it's the latter. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, so you. Uh, in that battle, you fight against uh, Edelgard. Uh, after the battle, you get a chance to save, and then it brings you to a choice. Do you side with uh, Edelgard? Uh, and you still have to save all the Crest Stones and everything. They, they go into that just a little bit. It's mm-hmm. so, like, protect the Crest Stones. That's still part of the, the fight. Uh, but then after the fight, you get a choice to side with Edelgard or side with uh, the Church and Lady Rhea okay so i decided to stay with my girl sure edelgard of course she's my student why not religion turn my back on uh there's one thing that happens right before this though there's a like during the i believe the month uh if you go up to your house leader they'll ask you to come with you on a like a certain like hey we have to go i have to go somewhere do you mind coming with me is this during the ball Uh, this is right before the ball okay uh no this is no this is uh before the uh the holy uh the holy tombs open okay uh, when you, you get become, you know, super saying whatever, uh-huh. uh, Bela. uh, and, uh, basically for like Edelgarch you have, if you choose not to go with her, you can't choose to go with her, uh, at the, uh, oh, just before the time wow. jump, apparently. Interesting. So you have to go to this like secret coronation where she secedes her father and becomes emperor. Oh, em- her oh this is like Empire. a completely
0: separate so, thing from anything that Bobby and I would have seen. Okay. I'm curious.
2: Yeah. Was did that happen with Dimitri or Claude or anything no. like that? Nope. Just before? Okay. So this is apparently just with Adelgard. Yeah, it? they're not stealing. Uh, yeah, just, they're not
0: stealing thrones from anybody.
2: Well, I didn't know if they had like they had to go back to their hometown. There's no coup like, here. Like have some sort of foreshadowing, something to build up, like what would happen after like the, you know chapter two happens. Okay. Uh, or part two. Uh, but I guess not. I guess no. like, yeah, that's uh, unique to the Black Eagles as well, too. Yeah. So uh, word of caution, if you play the Black Eagles, if you go up to her this month and uh, you talk to her thinking like, oh, it's just, you know, whatever flavor text we're going to be talking about in a chance to, you know, tea time or find give a lost item or whatnot. Uh, nope. She says right then and there, hey, I got to go do this. Are you with me or are you not? I'm like, OK, let's do this. That ends the day right there. So any like trying to plan exploration, yeah. like if you missed a bunch of things you wanted to do, that's it's unlike the uh, unlike when you uh, go to find flame and uh, rescue from the death knight. It doesn't like accrue an experience from like the rest of the month or anything like that. It's just you missed that week. Damn. Uh, so did you? Make sure were you, you frustrated when that happened? I was a little, and I saved right before that. So like I did like you know a double save. Like I saved like oh maybe if I you know but then at that point it was just like i, te- I think you texted me chase uh, like right uh, shortly thereafter and i'd already like progressed down like <laughs> i want to see what the end of the month is because sure. i know i'm close yeah and i chose the side of the other i'm like well i'm down this path now i'm not going to go back and choose not to go with her or try to do everything else over again just be back at the same spot
0: yeah because that monica uh, thing so- that you mentioned that happened to me and i think it happened to you too bobby where it just gives you the option of hey do you want to go down and explore this and it doesn't say hey by the way your your month's gonna end you're you're just gonna lose lose out on this the chance to gain any more experience or do any lost items or anything i wish it would have said that because <laughs> i just ended up yeah. losing I think, it, I think
2: it does actually progress uh, i don't remember it doing that for me yeah i don't you know i'll, I'll find out in my next playthrough but <laughs> yeah. yeah still uh that was that was kind of a shocker but basically her father's dying you go there she arrests uh uh, Prime Minister Iyer, who's Ferdinand's mm-hmm. uh, father, takes him out of power, and she secretly is the new Empire of the Adrestian Empire, and she's going to announce that at the end of the month after the you know uh, the tomb, the Holy uh, Festival. Uh, but turns out she's the Flame Emperor all the whole time. Interesting. So Bobby, how does so,
0: how does that get revealed to you during that that same mission in the tomb? Is it is it similar to Golden Deer where Flame Emperor shows up and then you knock the helmet off and then it's revealed to be Edelgard.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of stuff leading up to that with Dimitri. So um, it's, it's it's heavily alluded to that, that you and Edelgard were, were siblings in some capacity. Um, not necessarily by, like by blood, but like By Leth? But
0: and Edelgard?
1: Or Dimitri. No, Dimitri. Yeah, Dimitri, okay. Dimitri. Right? Yeah. Because like yeah. he gives that her That is sorry.
2: never he, that is never talked upon in my playthrough. He gives her a, like a knife. You never right? Even see... Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, like, there's this whole thing where they, they are basically talking about that relationship. And, like, as you get to know Dimitri better and you're building the trust with him, he's talking about Edelgard and this, like, really high, like, she should be a great partner. It was family and all this stuff. And, like, you're talking about this fondness that you have with her. So, even in playing this game, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, well, like, if I have to kill off one of these people... That's a house leader. It's certainly not going to be Edelgard because, you know, Dimitri has <laughs> yeah, this, so you know, yeah. fondness for her. And uh, for me, I did not suspect it to be her. And when that, that unveiling came, I was like, shit, there, there's a little bit more weight to it for me. Because I kind of had this hope that there would be some sort of like uniting the houses between them. Mm-hmm. And like moving forward after the time skip, I didn't think it would be what it was by any means. And like, Claude was fine. But Edelgard hurt. Like, if it would have been Claude, I don't think it would have been as bad for me. But Edelgard hurt based off of just that backstory you were getting from Dimitri's perspective going into it.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, like, when going into this game relatively cold, uh, I expected there to be, like, the the beginning part. Yeah, you get to choose your house. But basically, everybody's going to come together for this time skip. We saw a time skip uh, at the E3 right before this game came out so we knew some something was going to happen like dimitri lost an eye and and we'll get into that i'm sure you can tell us the story about that bobby uh but 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 i figured like okay the house is going to come together like everybody's going to come post time skip we're all going to come together and we're going to fight some big bad evil together and nope that's not the case uh edelgard goes goes full uh Full nuts and and decides to you know seize all this power.
2: She has a reason. She she has her reasons.
0: Yes, she's not crazy. She's actually very sane in what she wants to do. It's just some very strict methods on on why, what she's doing and how she wants very, to do it. Very strict. Um, so let's let's run to this time skip here. Uh, we we have we have this split here. Um, the the golden deer and the the blue lions. They kind of ally themselves with the church automatically. Matt, you got the choice of whether you wanted to go with the church or Edelgard. Uh, you picked mm-hmm. Edelgard, but you can go with the church. And then Edelgard, uh, if, I guess if you haven't seen the scene that, that Matt got, we see a scene that Edelgard is talking to her. Like Now she is showing that she's the empress and uh, is, is saying, like we're going to dismantle the church. We're going to reunify uh, Fodland together. Uh, little backstory, Fodland used to be one, it, it used to just be the Empire, and then the Empire split into the Holy Kingdom of Fargus, and then that split for uh, to be the Lesser Alliance. So the, the Empire is still like half the continent, and then the other two places are kind of like a quarter of the continent each, and then the monastery you're in is in the, the smack dab in the center.
2: Uh, and then you have Bridget and Duster, right?
0: And read about it all in the library. And Elmira, yeah. There's there's plenty of yep. places out there, um, but but yeah, Edelgard wants to unify everything. It's like the the church has split us apart. It's all their fault. Uh, this religion is bullshit, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stop that bullshit. We're gonna we're gonna become one. And everybody's on her side, or everybody on the empire is on her side. Uh, so she comes and uh, and attacks the church. And uh, and you have to defend it. Or, I guess, if you're or on Matt's side, it. you attack it. So uh, I'll say what happened here for me as Golden Deer. I stopped Edelgard's initial attack, uh, but then she's like,
2: yeah, I got
0: way more than this. And she summons a, a shit ton of troops uh, to just... This this all happens in a cutscene now, but uh, she summons a bunch of troops. They're all just pouring into the city. And Rhea... Uh, turns into a big, huge dragon and is fighting off quite a few of them. And you go to help as Byleth. and this this other guy who you've seen in some cutscenes before with Kranya and the Flame Emperor. His name and Solon, His name is uh, Talus. He uh, mm-hmm. he kind of he just he looks like Ganondorf, really. I mean, he's basically just Ganondorf with white hair. Uh, he hits you with a spell, and you get knocked off a ledge. And then you're you just kind of disappear into a cliff, and then the time skip happens. Uh, Bobby, I imagine it's pretty similar for you.
1: Yeah, you are going by a cliffside, you get either are knocked off or something happens. Mm-hmm. You fall to the bottom of the cliff, and you are perceived to be
0: dead by those yeah. around you so matt, what uh mm. what's different? Because <laughs> I feel like everything's so- different. <laughs>
2: yeah uh the battle's kind of the same except you're on the opposite end the death knight's on your side you don't find hubert you fight do you control Finn. the death knight no okay nope he just shows up as an ally uh and that's the last you see of him that's it nice uh unless you you find a like a secret path with two support characters yeah we'll talk about uh, that uh, but later if you didn't too. if you didn't recruit one of those characters you're never gonna see it uh so uh uh, basically what happens is you see it from the opposite end you, uh, you and your class if you choose to side with Ailgard, everybody in your class goes with you uh, you don't keep uh, I believe you keep uh, Shamir if you recruit Shamir one of the other professors Manuela and uh, Hanuman, I think they're part of the battle too as well but Alois isn't mm-hmm. although if you recruit him he'll show up afterwards after the five year time jump really? Uh, I yes. didn't know Alois
0: stayed with you because yep, he was he'll, he'll say like, I made a
2: promise to Gerald to watch over you. And okay. by darn it, I am here at the monastery to watch. Wow. over. You.
0: Interesting. But Catherine, uh, so th- Catherine, the, the no, Thunderbrand Catherine user, because she nope. is way shake. She's all about Lady Rhea. And what about Cyril? Cause he is also all about Lady Rhea, but
2: I, yes, he will stay with, uh, like you, would, if you defeat them, they'll run away. Uh, Side note, if Hubert dies at any point in the early part of the game, he just runs away. He doesn't die-die.
0: Oh, that's... He just retreats so he can still show up in cutscenes and stuff because
2: he's kind of important. Uh, If you choose to uh, side with Lady Edelgard, he'll immediately teleport in and it's like, I'm so proud of you, Professor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I... Good. hated Hubert. thank you professor I'm so proud I, uh, he's he's so but, obviously a bad guy and then he yeah. turns out to be a bad a, guy like a, wow crazy but he's great such an edge ward so that one
2: <laughs> not really not really he's just always always in the well man maybe kind of he's, but anyway he's very devoted uh, he's he's one late night internet session from like an or something. <laughs> oh no he, he not, really no, is, is really, really, Hubert not, <laughs> not really not really not really Uh, maybe for the conspiracy stuff but uh, the point is uh, like uh, once you choose uh, Edelgard instead of getting a cutscene of of Rhea changing into the uh, was it the the
0: the uh, immaculate one is the name of the dragon the immaculate one
2: it turns into a still and it's like she changes into that you retreat Uh, instead of being at the monastery for that last weekend you're in this little like kind of fort kind of thing that's just like a box that you can talk to all your students prepare for the battle uh, there's no teaching lessons or anything like that. I'm uh, very
0: no, interested in no fishing, playing this myself. No fishing, no
2: tea time, no nothing wow. like that of nature. It's all serious battle time. Huh. Uh, everyone's unsure of themselves because Ferdinand realizes his dad was arrested. Like, what does that mean for me, a noble? Uh, maybe I can convince Ailgard not to destroy all the nobles. Uh, Casper doesn't really care because he was always tossed aside by his uh, older brother and dad, even though he still loves them. Bernadetta, she doesn't care because she hates her dad because she ties him to a, a chair. Like, man, when you learn about that in a support conversation, I'm just like, what the <laughs> it, Regardless. So, uh, and yeah, everybody else is just there's just go with you no matter what. So what, what about and when I chose
0: the... What about Byleth? Like, where? what happens to Byleth during this five-year time skip?
2: So basically, after the battle, you, uh, Lady Rhea just freaks out as the Immaculate One destroys the church and you disappear for five years like okay so you... that's it you don't you don't get a cutscene of drone going to help her fight against the uh monster creations that the dristine empire summons uh you don't learn about that's what they used were using the crest stones for uh initially or anything like that and uh yeah you don't get you don't meet uh the other guy uh, talos or, or whatever mm-hmm. the, that uh, other non Solon dude is yeah uh, you don't see any of that. Interesting.
0: Okay, but so there still is a there still is something that takes you out of the fight for five years. Yes. Okay.
2: And basically, Sophus wakes you up five years later. You wake up. You go back to the church. You meet Aloise, who's like, oh, "I've been waiting for uh, you know, I've been looking for you forever." And the
0: church is uh, for these past years. The church is destroyed. Still,
2: yes. Still the same kind of church you run to. Like I did a little bit of the church run through after defeating uh being the game under going uh, on edelgard side Mm -hmm. so pretty much doing the church route follows the same one as yours uh year two the blue lines and golden deer uh up to the cutscene, and then going back and meeting seth and uh you know fighting fighting some of the uh bandits that come to town and then all your students coming back at that point okay uh in that one though if you go to the uh this is uh, really different if you go back to the monastery uh, signing with the church, you face against Edelgard and you fight a bit in the goddess tower. And then she leaves and says, we'll meet again. Next time we meet, I'm going to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you, uh, choose to go with her, you just go back to the monastery and everybody's there. Like you meet Edelgard. Oh, wow. It's been five years. No, why I, I didn't know you would be here. Where were you all this time sleeping? Huh. Why are you joking? Interesting. Jokes at a time Weird. like this. And then everybody's like, they decide to stay with Edelgard at that point And, uh, everybody that you recruited comes back to the fold okay well
0: we'll jump more into that including Aloise. we'll jump more into, that. Aloise, we'll, like, we'll jump like more into that for this post time skip time skip stuff but i think this is a good place for us yeah. to take a bit of a break and just talk about the game a little more generally again um how do you guys feel about the first half of the game just what this half is all the
2: characters are so wonderful like that i think is one of the strongest points of this game mm-hmm. even if like it's a character you think is you're not gonna like like, at first I was like, do I want to do Black Eagles? Like, I was hovering over Golden Deer, thinking of doing that one, hearing all the hype about that. And I'm just like, ah, you know what? I'll just go, like, one, two, three. I'll do Black Eagles first. It's the first choice. Why not? You save Edelgard in the beginning. Maybe that's just a sign, like, oh, maybe I should just go with Edelgard first uh, and uh, choose that one. And, you know, not all the characters were, like, uh, when you first going through that first run through, like, Hubert, you're just like, this guy's, like, like a slithering Skeevy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you find out, like, yeah, he's very devoted to Edelgard. And will do in so much as, like, oh, I'll go against her back if I don't think it's in their good interest. Uh, but I'll right. never betray her. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I, I and, th- go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I think that for me, like, the first half of the game was really satisfying. As I, as I let in with the, the building and learning of your students was fantastic. Like, after the time skip, knowing the ramifications that that would bring... I wish that there was more emotional investment I had in some of these other students that I didn't recruit because I think that that would have added a lot more uh, impact in some of these encounters. Because, again, like if, as I was massacring some of these prior students of the, the monastery, it didn't bother me any because there wasn't anybody that like, I had that left me.
0: Yeah, you recruited um, all the people you liked, and then those, right. you had them all.
1: So, when it came to battle, yeah, it's sad. Like, I can understand, like, there's that time skip's devastating. We'll talk about that later. But the whole idea of these encounters of people that you used to share classrooms with or or social events with at the monastery now being against you, like, it was just fodder at that point. Like, I didn't have too much of a care because, like, I didn't recruit them, I didn't necessarily uh enjoy them as much as some of these other characters there's a few that i wanted to get that i didn't Mm -hmm. but i wish that i would have had more of a connection in that early game with some of them to where it Mm -hmm. felt a bit more impactful when you had to cross swords
2: yeah i I, I had the exact opposite reaction honestly like i every time i came across a character like i at least did like a c-level support with a lot of them and every time i came across a character that i had to fight after the five-year jump that i'm like I can't recruit this person. I can't talk my way around it. I have to fight through them. I was just like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. I like, I don't know. Like, it made me yearn for like being like a, a teacher at a camp uh, like a long time ago. But I just loved everything about the like monastery life and teaching life and things like that. It's like, man, this is so cool. Like, it gets a bit repetitive, definitely towards the end, uh, but getting to know all the characters and all their quirks and kind of the, the lost item thing can be a trial like you can brute force your way through it like a lot of that that shit but if you do pay attention to the characters and their different quirks and what they like their dislikes you can definitely get like you can figure it out
0: there also is a really cool touch i learned that for the lost items they show up where that person was standing the previous month so and i noticed that too. so they so, they literally so lost creepy. that item in that place the last month and then you yep. can pick that up and bring it back to them which is kind of kind of huh. crazy i i still just yep. used a guide for all that because i was just way faster right. um yeah. so it was, i'm kind of in the middle between the two of you when it comes to those students you didn't recruit uh or even for me it was students that i did recruit uh when in after the time skip ash leaves my leaves my group uh and and he fights for another army and when i fight him with uh byleth and and i'm about to kill him it gives you the option do you want to spare ash or do you want to uh kill him and i'm like I, I, yeah, I guess i'll spare the guy i like him and then he comes and he fights for your side uh now there was another character that i didn't uh recruit ferdinand i tried but i just i just didn't get there um, my boy he uh I, there was a mission where I had to fight him and I didn't get the option it's like because I because I didn't have that support with him I didn't recruit him uh, all I could do was kill him and that was that was disappointing uh, but then there were other characters that I didn't recruit like Kaspar who I just never saw again uh, and he just mm-hmm. I, okay well I guess Kaspar is not a thing in this game anymore um, which was which was fine until I learned later like man it would have been really nice to have him for one paralogue um, yeah, but really. But thinking about the first half of the game for me, uh, Matt, you mentioned that everybody's got so much character, and I think that's really true. It, it's one of the things that I talked to you guys about before we started recording. I really don't like the Academy uniforms. I think they're all... They, they make everybody look so samey, and it, it was really disappointing to me, especially in preview coverage of this game. It's like, I'm used to... Uh, somebody like Ryoma with his big lobster armor, and he just he, and he's got he's got such a distinct look, or like everybody looks so distinct. And here, yeah, people had different hairstyles. Yeah, Petra's got her cool eye makeup thing, so she's awesome. Uh, Dorothea has a stupid hat. I every I, I think it's a cool. It's hat. a terrible hat. You are wrong. And or, that's a tattoo. Like Jojo, Jojo. Uh, that doesn't make it better. It's it's bad, and she's bad. Um, and then she doesn't have the hat anymore And I'm like oh actually you're okay <laughs> um, <laughs> But I just I found it to be really I just found it to be really boring In the in the outfits that everybody had on There were little things like Bernadetta and, and Ash have hoodies on Underneath their uniforms Sylvain has his open because he's just Some shitbag. bag um, Like lots of people wear, wear Their uniforms slightly differently But it's all the uniforms and, and that was kind of a bummer to me. And then the second half of the game starts, and everybody's got unique costumes for themselves. And I go, okay, now this is, this is what I was looking for. So I just needed to wait 30 hours <laughs> before I got the, the stuff I was looking for. But it is there. Um, I mentioned that I think they really do Krania Dirty, uh, and, then, and then the no-beast or mannequin units in this game. Uh, I mean, they have the systems in place for it. Like, Rhea, Rhea has a dragon form. Uh, there are these demonic beasts that uh, people apparently can turn into demonic beasts themselves.
2: We didn't get to uh, Sylvain's brother who steals, like, uh, the lance yeah, we, and turns into a demon and it's your first Right. Fight we, we kind of, of skipped
0: over that one because I, I think of all the things we could have skipped over, that was one of those things. But, but it's
2: kind of important, it, it, too. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, you're right.
0: Everything is kind of important in this game. Um,
2: and kind of meaningless at the same time. I uh, just, it's, yeah. <laughs> i'll get into that more in the black eagle lens part
0: but that is one of the things i i guess i'm still holding out hope that one of these dlc characters that they're adding might have a beast form like that that might be cool to have you know just somebody with a a unique thing in there because i think that's one of the things that this game is is really missing that it doesn't feel like that's that's it's kind of weird to me um, we've we've talked a lot about different characters here. What are what are you guys some of your guys' favorites? Like favorites from your own house? Somebody who was a must recruit? Whether it's because you Petra. liked the character or because you liked uh, which is coolest. You, Petra, okay, yes, Petra, best girl and also best. Character in the whole game, probably in my well, opinion. Well, Pe- second best Petra girl
2: Petra. next to Bernadette. Mm, let's, let's be honest.
0: I love Bernie, but no, Petra. Petra's so her, much her the
2: best. support. Her support, uh, like conversations, like between Hubert, Lynn Hart, and uh, just some of the other characters are just so like her anxiety of like being like out in the public is so hilarious and so like kind of down to earth in some ways, yeah. but it. It's also kind of played up for comic laughs, but they do, like, every character shows development down, down the list. I will say side I side felt,
1: that. that was the only person I felt bad about massacring was
2: Bernadetta.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, thank goodness. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I like uh, Bernadetta I a lot, but, but she ran into a problem that you see with a lot of Fire Emblem characters, uh, especially from the Awakening and Fates days, is that they, because of the way the support conversations work, they get character arc amnesia because everybody gets a C support and everybody's C support is right back to their their beginning of their character arc. So everybody's C support with Bernadetta is them going, oh, hey, Bernadetta. And she's going, oh, don't kill me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it's like, bitch, I've, I've been through so many supports with you where you learn to get better about this is- shit. And now you just but keep it's, going it's back. such a
2: step. You have to go step by step, character by character. Yeah. It's a process. It's, Jesus. it's it's a
0: pain. It's a pain. Yeah, say... it makes her annoying to me, and I love her, and that makes me sad that I get annoyed by it. But like this happens so many times in in Fates and Awakening too, where it's like this character, I'm the I'm the Vike, and I'm I'm so cool, and then finally like he becomes a real fucking human eventually when you get to an A support. And then you get somebody else's C support with him. And he's like, I'm back to be in the bike. Yeah, oh, you suck. That's just
2: programming. Like, maybe <laughs> I, uh, 20 years down the line, we will get machine learning that can yeah, that can totally. do that in-game at real and time. And some
0: supports do so, have, like, subtle differences based on things that happen. I don't think it's for other supports. I think it's more for, like, which house you've picked and how far in the story you are. But um, anyway, Bobby, you've been trying to say something. We've been jumping all over you. What do you got?
1: No, yeah, I, so we all like Petra. She's fantastic. Best girl mm-hmm. b- with a bullet. But, so cute um, how she's
0: trying to, like, learn the language and she's not used yeah. to it and all of her dialogue is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's fantastic. I, I think she's wonderful. Um, Felix was somebody early on in the game and to do that I really liked having, like, those support conversations with. Um, I really enjoyed Catherine of Tarth uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And, uh, <laughs> I like Shamir a whole lot as like playable characters. Their, their support stuff was fine. Um, oh, they,
0: they are made for each other. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it was fantastic. Like I would always find them just like shooting the shit and that was always a cool thing to walk up on, but they were, I mean, brutal on the battlefield. Just such like, like I relied on them pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, but early on in the game, like I really liked Annette. I thought she was fantastic um characters that i wish i would end up getting i really liked uh hilda and i really liked uh marianne quite a Mm -hmm. bit i wish i would have gotten gotten them
0: so i didn't realize that hilda is a vassal character like hubert and to you can't recruit her like she is only she's only golden deer which is weird because she doesn't she doesn't act like those other two do where it's like oh i'm i'm completely devoted to this person of course you're not gonna get to do yeah, no, she's she's so lazy that I guess she just isn't gonna want to go with anybody. But yeah, <laughs> Hilda's pretty cool. But yeah,
1: yeah, those are some of the characters that stood out to me that I, I really enjoyed, um, and uh, I think Oh Dorothea was fun too. I liked
0: Dorothea quite a bit. When she loses the hat, she's great. Uh, um, for for me, as Golden Deer, uh, Leone was was one of my big ones. Like, she's absolutely the Chie in this game in more ways than one. And uh, and I'm here for that. She's she's really good, and I, I like the way that she provides background on Gerald. Uh, she was a apprentice of Gerald. Totally. Ka- or she plays up how she's an apprentice. It was more like one day he was there and taught her a few things, and then she became like his devoted number one student, even though she barely really learned a lot from him. But but she's so earnest. I, I really like her a lot. Uh, and then Lysithia from from uh, Golden Deer also. Uh, like her character is okay I, the, the idea you learn way more about her in the time skip and I'll talk more about that on the Golden Deer path but just from a unit standpoint she is the strongest magical glass cannon in the game like she she learns magic There's spells a story reason for that there too. is and we'll get to that but uh, like she she's uh, her personal skill also gives her double the class experience so she was just burning wow. through classes and learning so many skills and just was a goddamn monster on the battlefield and, and it was awesome having her there. Uh, I, I used her a ton. Um, and then one of the other girls that we haven't, or one of the other people we haven't talked about, uh, is Ingrid from the blue lions. I, I really liked her. Uh, she was one of my first people that I recruited. Um, I just think she's, she's got a, a interesting sense of duty and, uh, and was kind of like a no nonsense character and, uh, and I, I just, like, she was also a flying unit, which which my house didn't have much of. And I really needed somebody to fly and be awesome. And she was that. <laughs> and I just kept her the whole game. Uh, so she was really good. And then I also recruited Mercedes. Uh, she actually became my dancer because I wanted to keep Marianne as, as, like, my primary healer. And then I had Flane also as a healer. So uh, I needed a dancer, and I didn't like Dorothea's hat. So I chose Mercedes instead. <laughs> Uh, how about you guys? What? I made Dorothea my dancer. Okay, yeah, I was going to uh, ask. That, your... was,
2: that was pretty much the the number one. It makes one, sense. Like kind I, of. Like she's
0: built to She's one. built to be the dancer. Like that is.
2: I mean, it's just you do. It's
0: based off of a char, uh, charm, right? Is it
2: uh, mm-hmm. the stat? Yeah. Uh, so you can pretty much make anybody a dancer. It just you have to stock up their charm. Yeah, to be you, you,
0: you can. Like, but Dorothea her, was my ones. dancer. Her her charm is naturally high, and she's skilled in both swords and reason magic. And those are the two things that you get out of a dancer class. Like, she is tailor-made to be a dancer, so it, it makes sense. Um, Mercedes can't use it, or doesn't really use swords very well at all, so I really just used her as, like, this magical support dancer unit, and that worked out for me just fine. But, but yeah, like, Dorothea is the right choice here. It's also the boring choice, so you guys are pretty boring.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's the boring choice, but, hey. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's the opera singer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And then you know, we I kind of mentioned Flane a little bit before, uh, but I think Flane, I think Flane's a really cool character in that there's so much mystery to her, and she's playing her cards so close to the vest. And I just wanted to know more about Flane, and you don't really get to learn much about her. You kind of have to glean things in, or or do some very specific things. To figure out a anything more about her it.
2: and Sedith that gets a lot. That, of detail it gives you it gives you a lot, but it
0: doesn't tell you the the real revelation, and and that comes yeah. later. We'll we'll get to those things too. Um, anything else before uh, before the uh, the time skip? Uh
2: No, I just loved all those characters. Like I said, uh, even Black Eagles like characters. I thought I would not like like Linhart and Ferdinand. I was just like I don't care about really. so, um, these. You get you get to know them and you're like, okay, they're kind of actually interesting and have some depth, uh, which is like, I appreciate Yeah.
0: Oh, I I did realize that, that, uh, that paralogue between Flane and Sedith actually happens before the time skip. So, uh,
2: yeah, I know that's so weird too. Like they even telegraph it in the, uh, fight against, uh, right before the time skip, if you're with the black Eagles, you, uh, fight against Flane and defeat her. mm -hmm. She, she kind of almost slips and says, I'm sorry, father, brother. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. You pretty much, like, you can find out, like, instead of, like, them being brother and sister, that's a front, actually, father and daughter. And Just th- probably a lot older than, same with uh,
0: Gerald <laughs> yeah, which uh, is a bad, and a Yeah, which is a bad front. Like, that's a, that's a really bad front. It's like, oh, yeah, we're related. But then whenever you ask her what her age is, she's like, oh, I'm very old.
2: Like really, 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 really. Right, real.
0: I'm not. I'm yes. not a kid, even though I look like a kid. Uh, but I can't tell you and my real like age. A kid. What's your real age? Yeah, you don't even know. So shut up, Byleth. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> God.
0: All right, let's jump into after time skip here, Matt. Uh, I want to do Black mm. Eagles first. Um, you you kind of started anyway mm-hmm. on on kind of how how the time skip starts, where you mm-hmm. uh, reunite with with all your students. Uh, what what happens after that because you're at the you're at the church so for everybody else like there's for my for my house we all made a we all made a pact like oh in five years we're totally gonna meet back at the church and everybody's yep, gonna be here thing. okay uh it felt very it felt very cute when my people did it i guess i'm a little it scared was like
1: wet, hot american summer but okay yeah
0: it's cute
2: before we'll she started murdering everybody day, five years yep Five years. But yeah, it's yeah. I, I suspect it's going to be the same Like no matter which playthrough you do in the beginning. It's like, we'll be here in five years. And oh wow, you're asleep for five years. Uh, it it pretty much is a straightforward kind of romp through first the Lester Alliance and then the kingdom. You are on a warpath to uh, capture uh, as much territory as possible and destroy everybody in your path. Uh, Dimitri... Does not lose his eye in this playthrough. Huh. Uh, he has so both wild. eyes. Uh, the church has fled to uh, the kingdom. Uh, Rhea is with the kingdom. She did not does not disappear. Uh, so uh, she's uh, the Knights of Saros and everyone like that. They are with the kingdom. Lester Alliance is kind of in turmoil because Adelgard uh, has recruited people to uh, break stuff up there, same with parts of the kingdom there's a character that is kind of with uh, the kingdom, kind of with uh, the empire mm-hmm. instead and uh, yeah you your base of operations is still at the monastery at Gar- uh, Garak Marth it's uh, kind of just uh, like uh, same old, same old and every uh, sequential battle except for like one where you're defending the uh, monastery is just going on and we're gonna be on a warpath uh, each step closer to uh, you know capturing uh, territory and uniting the entire uh, continent That's interesting. What was like, Dimitri
1: was Dimitri siding with you like did he believe in what she was doing was right? Do you nope,
2: know <laughs> she he he I checked uh, like right after you make the choice and side with the church and you go up to Dimitri and he's like Edelgard, I will destroy you Uh, You don't get that conversation because you can't go back to the monastery after that fight for, like, one, like, the last part before the jump. Uh, So, yeah, you always get the sense, like, yeah, Dimitri and Edelgard, they hate each other. Uh, But you never get any of the backstory. Like, I know that you get, like, uh, in one of the playthroughs, you get a little bit of Edelgard before her hair turns white. Uh, There's, like, a sort of very dark backstory for her. You get none of that in the Black Eagles playthrough if you side with Adelgard. Yeah,
0: you get none of that in Golden Deer none either. of that comes like up. so I guess a little spoiler on what I'm going to talk about later in mine, but Lysithia, you you learn there were some blood experiments that some people did on her mm-hmm. and then one day her she she has two crests which is a result yep. of those blood experiments and her hair turned white and I ne- it like this is just clicking for me now that they must have done the same but, thing yeah. for Edelgard. And that's and you can wow. Get okay,
2: Lysithia. She will like you will fight against her right before you take over. Uh, I think it. Not sure if it's the same battle you're fighting against uh, Claude, uh, but it's, or it's right before that one. But once you fight against her, she's like, you know what? I didn't really want to fight against uh, you guys. It's okay, I come over your side. So like uh, with uh, that one character on yours, uh, Chase. Like there's a chance you can recruit her and through a conversation with linhart you find out that she has two crests uh and uh that's why her hair is white that's why she's uh dr professor hanneman's very interested in her because he loves like discovering crests and everything so yeah that's like uh a little like nugget that's like huh so does edelgard have the same thing and after learning that she was pretty much abused early on in her whole life, uh, which, like I said, you don't learn about any of that going down her path. It's kind of interesting that they chose not to do that. And furthermore, there's less chapters. Like, there's, like, I think uh, 18 versus, like, 23 if you go the church route instead. So pretty much you go off against uh, Lester Alliance. You don't fight everybody. I only ran to like, Ignis, uh, Ingrid, uh let's see lorraine and uh hilda and lysithia no Raphael, no lorenz or any of that uh you can choose when you fight against claude to kill him or let him go i chose to let him go and basically he shows up the post battle cut like in-game cutscene, to be like hey i'm leaving forever i'm gonna go stake my claim elsewhere <laughs> in the world that sounds i'm sure there's other opportunities
0: <laughs> Did either of you end up facing Hilda's brother in battle, Uh, General Holst or whatever his name is?
2: Oh, what is?
0: I don't remember. Okay, because in my playthrough, she keeps talking about her brother, and you know he's he does a lot of things. I like letters get written to him, alliances get made, he stops or lets people through, uh, but I never once saw him, and. I'm kind of just like, is this guy even a real person or not? So I wondered if you guys yeah. actually fought against him. Um,
2: no, there's that uh, one character. Judith? Uh, I'm trying to flip through this book. He shows up during the battle against Claude that he's on, like, uh, Wyvern Raiders. Oh, Nar- uh, Nardell like
0: or Nadare. Yes. Yeah. He,
2: Basically, he like Claude convinced him to fight for him during that battle.
0: Yeah, that's uh, uh, Fort Mercius.
2: Yep. And then uh you have like after that you have a couple more battles where you fight against uh let's see. Uh they attack the monastery, you fight against Seth and Flain, you defeat them in battle, they don't die, they just they leave forever. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody hates you. Like, yeah, I bet. Everyone you come across, I'm sure. Catherine, uh like I said, Seth. Uh, Dimitri, everybody hates your fucking guts if you uh, side with Edelgard. So
0: so that, when uh, siding with Edelgard, it sounds like it's it's really short and you actually don't learn a whole lot.
2: Not, not really, huh. like a lot of like the key things that happen uh, after taking control of one of the kingdoms with, uh, oh, who's that woman that's uh, in the later game that sides with the Empire uh, but you kill her anyway uh, she I forget her name but basically there's uh uh on the same map you fight uh rodrigue and Felix. Okay. Uh so if you kill rodrigue Felix gets pissed and he will come after you. Uh so there's there's no stopping like destroying both of them. Uh you basically take over this uh like uh, uh side town uh like a, ma- a major port of entry that's uh to the border of the kingdom and after the battle Aelgard runs into her uncle i forget his name uh he's, he's this shadowy figure that only shows up a few times and uh announces like oh the entire place is destroyed by a beam of light from the uh the sky uh which i think you find out on other playthroughs like like the light of judgment or something like that from this shadowy organization. The
0: javelins of light yes javelins uh-huh. of light. Yes. I'll, I'll tell uh, you more about those that
2: you never you never see that happen it's all off screen that happens Hmm. and the entire place you took over for your strategic advantage is wiped off yeah it's like uh uh we'll we'll blame it on the church but uh don't worry we'll take care of these shadowy figures uh those who slither in the dark don't worry we'll take care of them basically uh things like the death knight don't know who he is unless you have recruited mercedes yeah and level her up, her support conversations with Casper, and get the paralog battle, and find out that it's Casper's brother, not Yuritsa. Wait, uh,
0: I, I thought it was uh, Mercedes.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. What? Is it yeah. uh, Mercedes' brother? Or is it? It's uh, Mercedes' Kasper's brother. Casper's brother. Yeah. Okay, it's it's Mercedes' brother. My mistake.
0: Which, which you uh, still never see his face. It's not like he takes off his helmet or anything. But no. So, Bobby, you got that paralog no. in your playthrough? No. Okay, so not, none of us actually saw it. have to go through a whole battle it, yeah. to do that. Interesting, okay.
2: Uh, there's another paralogue battle, which I'm just getting to in the church playthrough, where uh, Bernadetta and Petra go off to uh, Bridget mm-hmm. to fight a battle. And when you're fighting on Edelgard's side, Catherine shows up halfway through the battle. Ooh. And you have to defeat her. So I don't know who will show up, because she's on your side in the church on that playthrough
0: interesting uh, so
2: it'll be interesting maybe it's the death knight maybe it's somebody else like that I, I, I haven't researched him what, what that hmm. is uh, but yeah you keep going down so you don't know about the background of those who slither in the dark like they're uh, that level that's like a uh, like a techno uh, uh, microchip processor I'll, I'll with get that there yeah. weird uh-huh. ass soundtrack yep. yeah I know I saw that after listening to the soundtrack <laughs> I'm like why did I hear this track why is it a Daft Punk song
0: in this game <laughs> oh my god that was so
2: okay and uh yeah so uh basically yeah and like i said dimitri hasn't lost an eye uh from all the the like the the pictures i saw of like the post times i'm like hmm, i wonder how dimitri loses his eye. oh he doesn't have his eye lost in this he's still long-haired fighting for the church you have a uh penultimate battle uh against uh him mercedes uh, uh somebody else is in that fight too and then reya becomes Saint Saros at that point and joins the fight. And uh I had to I had to kill Mercedes. You fight uh D'du, he turns into a beast. Whoa. Which I didn't know was a thing. Whoa. So I guess that's what the Dusk Guards can do, is they can turn into beasts at uh random.
0: Interesting.
2: You have to fight through him, uh, so it's a beast fight, and then you uh kill Dmitri, like he curses Edelgard and they have a cutscene where or is it a still I believe, or cutscene that you know they fight and then you're off to the last battle which is against uh the rest of the knights of Ceros, which is uh Rhea, who turns into the immaculate one mm-hmm. which is a uh like uh, a beast battle but the uh shields they have on that is like a three by three so there's nine of them i mean what what's a fire emblem game without
0: up. a battle against a dragon at the end which
2: exactly which in the last honestly
0: cover. not not what happened in my playthrough so that's awesome that yeah. it's still there somewhere
2: uh i have to tell you about this battle because it's like well what the what the shit all right uh, basically you're fighting it in the kingdom and they're the uh knights of saros are cornered and lady uh Rhea ad- announces oh set the entire uh the entire uh, town on fire it's like everybody citizens and every catherine like hesitates for a second but as you command <laughs> you know uh my uh my liege or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah that whole fight unless you have like some flying you're fighting on fire tiles the entire time damn it is a pain with a bunch of like golem like uh they're treated like beasts they have the shields and everything like the big mechanical uh, but dudes kinda, yes yeah. yeah they're big mechanical dudes and uh Rhea, every time like every like Three turns or so, she lets out a roar that uh, powers them up. Uh, You have to fight against uh, Gilbert and his daughter. Uh, If you kill his daughter, then uh, he will chase you down the map (laughs) in a Rage of Fury. You have to fight Catherine. But if you defeat Catherine, you get the Thunderbane, which makes fighting Lady Rhea easy. And uh, after you defeat him, that's it. Uh, You... uh, just before the battle, you choose uh, looking at Gerald's grave, who you want to give the ring to uh-huh. for whatever S rank you want to do. Uh, Linhart and Eloise are S rank choices, yeah. which are interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, neither, neither one of them is Eloise very. Eloise, I find good, interesting because he's a family man.
0: Yeah, apparently yeah. that's like real disappointing because it's like you give him the ring, but he's like, "Yeah, we'll be best bros, but I have a wife and yeah, kid. I don't know bros. what you're, what are you doing here?"
2: Uh, you can also choose Sothis uh, for whatever reason. Uh,
0: I ended up choosing that just as like, I don't know what the hell this means. And it, it ended up being kind of disappointing. I'll, I'll get into it later. But yeah. how, how does your game actually I think there's end? like
2: a line of dialogue that changes or one or two if you choose to go with Edelgard over the church mm-hmm. and make that choice. Uh, and I did notice like some of the support conversations uh, going on the Black Eagles and choosing the church are pretty much the same. There's like a one or two dialogue cha- choices like Ferdinand questions like you know the point of nobility and things like that in the later five-year jump but uh like if you choose to go against edelgard he is you know questioning what's up with edelgard why did she do that and if you choose to go with edelgard he's still with you so he's like i admire edelgard and everything that she does maybe i can convince her not to disband all the nobles and everything
0: so how how does Uh, your game end like what's You, you guys defeat, you reunify Fodland. Edelgard is the uh, empress. Like what, what happens then?
2: So, so there's just a text over the screen saying, uh, Edelgard reunified the empire and uh, dismantled the church and the nobility system. Crests don't matter kind of thing. And uh, she will take care of those who slither in the dark. There's no, you don't learn anything else about those guys. Uh, After you fight uh, Rhea, Baelic dies for a second, and uh, Aelgard's sad for a bit because she doesn't want you to die. But then it zooms into your uh, heart, and you see the Crest of Flames on your heart, and it disappears. And your heart starts beating for the first time, supposedly. And then your hair changes back to blue, and then whoever you chose with uh, an S rank, uh, you get your... I chose Bernadette at that point. You get like that, you know, just you meet in the goddess tower and you basically are like, oh, yeah, let's get married. Huh. And then you get those like little text things at the end of yeah. characters who survived. Right. Uh, Lysithia was the, the most hilarious because she just goes off and you don't hear from her again. I'm like, that doesn't seem like her at all. But yeah, okay.
0: a lot of characters have have kind of Samira stories. Samira is like the same
2: that. kind of thing for me. It changes depending on who you S rank with, who you went down further in support. Yeah. For me, Hubert and Edelgard both kind of just, you know, they're still together because Hubert's that way. Uh, uh, Petra and Ferdinand are more connected and want to, like, bridge Bridget and uh, the Dresden Empire with the rest of Foldland together. Uh, So, you know, Petra, like, I guess gets to rule Bridget on her own in kind of a sort of alliance, uh, like an alliance with the Empire kind of thing. Uh, Yeah, and... I, I gotta say i was uh, just a little disappointed at the end of choosing uh Adelsgar, path because it seems the most interesting but it tells you the least uh out of all of them
0: apparently. yeah well cool um huh. bobby i imagine your playthrough is going to be a little bit different <laughs> um i uh, i, I, I bit, really yeah i really just want to hear what happens to that fucking eye like what what the yeah, hell what happened, happened?
2: How does he have no so, eye in that play? Uh, let's get this right out,
1: out there in the beginning.
2: Both
1: of mine. T the, they never tell you how he loses the eye on what? the screen, or or mm. anything there. Now <sighs> I've read, I've I've looked into it. Um, there's there's two two things uh, that I've read that seem to, to track pretty consistently, and there seems to be a lot more momentum behind one of them. So one is that it's just a battle wound, pretty boring. He lost an eye in battle. Uh, think of it how Anakin showed up with a scar Um, in this case I tend to go with the one where he actually takes his eye out himself and he had a psychotic episode and uh, you know in in his younger days Dimitri lost everybody he lost his family he watched them murdered in cold blood and so in a lot of ways this game is him chasing ghosts and you know when Edelgard betrays him and everybody else this was his stepsister growing up who you kind of you you start to see that he actually was in love with edelgard um and so when this all broke down it just it literally broke him and and he's referred to by felix as the boar king right or the boar prince and so they allude that he's got these demons and this darkness to him but like he's so you know He's so likable and charming, but there is, like, these undertones that come out. And this this time skip, the moments that transpired completely broke him. And in a psychotic fit, he took his own eye out in hopes that it would help him stop seeing these demons and ghosts of people that have left him. And uh, to me, like, that's pretty brutal. That's obviously, like... It adds a whole other layer to it. I, I wish that you'd get more information on what caused him to, to do that. But the entire time that I was playing it, that's how I saw him losing his eyes, that he took it out himself. Um, so that's probably wrong, but I'm going to go with it for, for uh, my playthrough.
0: I, I, I like the, the fan canon. I'm I'm down with that.
1: Um, so Dimitri's pretty broken after that time skip. Uh, you see him, and he has let himself go, so to speak. He's got the eye patch. He is inconsolable. He is angry. He is pure rage. There was a point in time where, like, for multiple chapters, uh, I want to say that there was... Let's see here. How many chapters is it? Um, one, two, three, four, five. So for five chapters after the time skip, you cannot do anything to develop or or really talk to Dimitri. Wow. He's, he's basically like so the part of the monastery that's pure rubble up in the the cathedral part of the church you'll find him just staring at the rubble and you walk out to him he's just like get away from me you idiot
0: you know pretty much
1: like do you still sucks
0: do you still control him in battles
1: yeah that's the thing and you uh I, i always thought that he was pretty overpowered in my playthroughs like he was just so strong Right. but like when you start to bring together like this bloodlust that he has like this pure rage like it makes it a bit more you know understanding that he would just be that strong like he's he's fighting un, unhinged but you control him but you can't really I can't I could not upgrade his class I could not put any more uh, skill sets into him whatsoever he does get like his master class or whatever that would be like unlocks mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool Um the other thing that sucks is, you know, Dudu is dead at this point. Like you've a really? time skip and Dudu oh. is is how's, dead.
0: How's um, how's Dudu die?
1: It was off he he did die. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: what happened to my dude the dude? Uh he uh. <laughs> He was basically he died protecting Dimitri. And he there's a point where uh he had to self-sacrifice himself like he put himself out there to save dimitri and uh that's one of the other reasons why this he probably just, pulled his eyeball out
0: this is just one of those things that happened during the five-year time skip off
1: like during during the five-year thing while you're in slumber wow they hide the so much gone. stuff
0: behind uh, off screen for all players yep. it seems jeez. okay
1: so you get the school back together uh, well not the school but the monastery you get your your team back together they all just show up you're in this battle and everybody's just kind of showing up to the, this fight with a bunch of thieves and then from there you go to the monastery and you get your calendar and your activities back um, you can start to lead the sessions and all that so you kind of get control of everybody but Dimitri at that point in time which is great um, you, you, you end up running into Rodrigue and uh there's a lot of history about rodrigue and gilbert and like dimitri's family and basically trying to look out for him and what's going on everybody's just like losing their damn mind over how dimitri is just completely unhinged at this point i don't and, think i dealt
0: too much with rodrigue he's he's felix's father yep, okay yep and then and then do and you so, actually get to play with gilbert gilbert's annette's father right
1: yeah so gilbert was in my in my crew a lot um Pre timeskip uh, yeah, or post
0: timeskip? Post timeskip. Uh,
1: time you post can only get him skip. in the Blue lines
0: okay. post timeskip. Yeah. Uh,
1: which was cool. He was a heavy knight. That was the way I played him, and he was very, very good. So he kind of uh, just replaces just...
0: to do in that in that way.
1: Totally. Okay. Um, I was playing to do is more of a uh uh barbarian. I think is that the class? Yeah. Uh, I was going to do like war warlord with him. I believe yeah, is okay. what I was was working war, towards. War
0: master, or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's it um so they're all basically saying like hey like edelgard's doing all this shit you need to basically start marching back towards the capital it's time that you we got to get dimitri to reclaim what's his he's running away from his lineage he's running away from his destiny like we got to you you have to speak to him and so a lot of this is working with people to help him overcome his past and there's all these these secrets that are starting to come up about like who betrayed who, and like what really happened on that day that his family was massacred, and and all this uh, really deep lore that's starting to circle and come to light about. Not only did that really happen to Dimitri when he's so young, but the people that care about him most have been protecting him from even more secrets that that probably would have really really caused a lot of bad things to happen for him growing up. So uh, you end up wanting to head south. There's this big ambush that goes down. Um From that point, you're starting to break through and get some some information uh, through to Dimitri and you're starting to understand like what this purpose is. You get to the uh, the colored river, which I think is like around the sixth, the 16th chapter. Um, this is the one right before the the re, the, the second battle of the, uh, Eagle the three Line. houses. Yeah yeah. Um, so you're there's this big great bridge. Uh, this is, I think, the point where you guys were talking about. There's like a moment where you have two members from an opposing house that show up. You end up killing one of them, and the other person's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'll join you." Like, I, I don't want that to be the case. I ended up getting, uh, who did I get after just slaying the person in front of him? Uh, I think uh, I got Lorenz. No, who did I get? I can't remember. I'm sorry. Okay, I can't remember. That's who I got. Fine. Essentially, I got, I got, I got, I got somebody. And they're just like, okay, we don't want that to be us. Like, we'll join you, but you do give the option. Like, you can keep, you can bring them onto your team or kill them in that moment. Um, during this battle, things start to go south, and lo and behold, the do is not dead. He shows up <laughs> in a blaze of glory to save the day, and you are able to uh, re- rekindle that friendship and partnership with him. And he's basically like, yeah, I want to do this stuff, and I end up just like. Beating the hell out of those guys and breaking away, I've been on the run ever since, trying to get back linked up with you.
0: Does he have then, then any going... new skills or anything when he does that, or does it feel like he just—he's
1: legitimately like right when I left off. Yikes! And he did feel a little bit underpowered um, because you know I've this is like six chapters in now that I'm right. getting him back, and he was somebody that up until this time skip was in every single battle with me, so that really sucked because I had to sacrifice out somebody who I felt was a little bit more leveled up. But I did get him to a point where I, because I really like that character, I had him in there quite a bit. Um, so you are getting to the point now after that where you go and do the, the Battle of the Eagle, uh, whatever it is, Eagle and Lion. Um, uh-huh. I yeah, fu- fuck the deer, everybody. I
0: guess. Like just eagles and lions, but
1: hey, whatever. The deer were like, but they might as well have just been there to like fill the seats. Like they did nothing legitimately. Yeah. When this battle starts up Claude's like You know what Let's just chill for a minute Let's see what happens We don't want to offer Any guidance Or mediation here We're going to let them Just have it out We'll pick hey, whoever's that's left playing, over That's just playing smart man Well you you would think so But I immediately started to uh, Go after them Because I'm like You're not going to sit On the sideline here I need you either with me Or you're not And that's when I Just destroyed Burnett, Poor little Bernadetta um,
0: oh, why'd you she's, a, she's a black eagle
2: I didn't want eagle, to I, I will say when she's, like, close to uh, dying, like, you select a character and they have, like, sort of, like, oh, I better be careful. She'll say, like, if I die, I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> That's, That's
1: awesome. I wish I would have gave her the chance to say it, but it was pretty quick. Um, so, so after that battle, Dimitri snaps out of his funk. You can now take full control over him. You can do all the fun stuff. He is um, pretty self-aware that he's got a lot of issues. And he's trying his hardest to to address them and be like look i'm not going to cover it up i'm pretty messed up i need help i'm working through these things i had a really rough traumatizing experience but fuck edelgar she has to die like that never loses sight for him and so he puts her dead center and he's got everybody rallied up behind him so much so that he goes back and has this triumphant return uh at the, the the capital there and it's a pretty cool moment like He's basically being told, like, I can't go back. Like, I've turned my back on them. I've been gone for so long. And they're like, no, like, don't you hear them? Like, that's this city cheering for you. And you going at this beautiful uh, moment where you're overlooking the entire capital. And they're all screaming for you to be the returning king. And then from there, you start to, like, have a lot more strategic meetings with Gilbert and Rodrigue and all those and uh, other individuals. And you start to bank on your partnership with the deer. And there's a situation where you make you, you get told that, hey, Claude's Claude's doing this thing. Like you, you need to go help them or do this. You show up, and unbeknownst to you, Claude had basically thrown the, the golden deer into a situation that, had you not had a good feeling in your stomach from what the story showed, Claude and the golden deer would have been wiped out by Edelgard at that point in time. But you show up and perform this really awesome tactic where you kind of pinch them in the middle and you're able to support the deer and you have this really cool awesome moment with Claude and from there it starts to bring together the movement into the the final stages where you're going to be taking back Fort uh, Mercy what is the name of that yeah so you're going to take back the fort at that point in time Um, you're then you're going to the final battles with With Edelgard. Now here's where it gets interesting. From what you shared, Matt, Uh, Edelgard, you go into this massive building. It looks like a big chapel. She's at the very far back, and she's like a fucking dinosaur, some beast of a woman. At this point, she's had a full on transformation, and she's got these attacks that, like, as you're moving and advancing towards her, she can essentially just shot, like, shoot these giant energy balls. That has splash damage and like can can like completely drop your crew as you're going up to her.
2: She shows none of these powers <laughs> in her playthrough. Well,
1: did do I could have <laughs> used him being a hell? beast when I was playing because, you know, he had six <laughs> yeah. years that he missed out on. Uh, it's probably
2: those crest stones that they allude to in that one battle. And that's what's giving these characters those powers wow. at those moments. Very interesting. It's
1: a really weird thing because she has, like, the horns, you know, like, in her head headdress that she's... Yep so those are still there but they're a little bit more exaggerated and it's somewhat of her face but it it almost has like a praying mantis vibe to it which is not right but it's very it's very like queen alien-esque and she's in the back weird so you go up you start to 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 beat her down and uh as you approach her she returns to her human form and this knife that you gave her uh as a young dimitri when you were were step-siblings She just goes to stab Dimitri and actually lands it and stabs Dimitri right in his shoulder, like right off to his heart. He's able to recover from it, but just rams his his blade right through her and she dies in his arms there at that point.
0: Hot damn.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Now, there's a bunch of undertones,
1: too, with the Blue Lions that deals with um, there's a lot of racism. That is addressed in here mm-hmm. with to do and like how he's perceived and there's some really interesting social uh, observations that happen from this team. Like in my opinion, like all the shit that transpired. Like I talked to Chase. This is my first time hearing your playthrough. My cousin played as the Black Eagles with the church uh, ending, and so like all the things that I've heard so far, like it's hard for me to really believe that this game would be played with any other group than the blue the blue lines because of (laughs) the story beats that you get like i'm like well you missed out on all this shit like the depth and uh uh, it's just it's heartbreaking like i do think that i chose the most gut-wrenching story to get through with dimitri
0: i think you did because my playthrough is Mm. not nearly that dark so what so what happens like the does the kingdom of fargus like take over everything is there still three different periods pretty much
1: if if i remember correctly you essentially go off to help. Uh, well, I end up marrying Petra, and she becomes. Um, so, wherever I can't remember where she was from. Uh, Bridget. Bridget.
0: Mm-hmm. Bridget.
1: Yeah, um, she more or less goes back to rule there. You are ruling beside her, um, and you know Dmitri and his band of merry folk go back to to rule the land that that was foreseen like he becomes the king that was promised so to speak Mm -hmm. um and he he does not recover emotionally i think from from killing abelgard because again he grew up with her he was in love with her was betrayed by her and had to clean up the mess that she made and you come to find out a lot about the stepmother and the coup that she she uh had spun uh and the death of Dmitri's family, which is really interesting. So, um, I I love the playthrough with them. I think if I do play uh, a new game plus, which I'm going to, I will do a Black Eagles play.
0: You haven't through. even heard the Golden Deer story yet. Who knows? Maybe I'll tell you know, something. Really Hot cool. American
1: Summer. I know how this goes.
0: Um, okay, before before I tell you my story, uh, quickly, like what what goes on with uh, my girl Ingrid? What's uh, anything? special with her or is she just kind of there the whole time
1: nothing that i would say is noteworthy for me to remember
0: Mm, that's sad i like her uh all right well i'll i'll kind of run through my stuff quickly i know that we're uh we're running out of time or rather energy Uh, at the stamina, like motivation, really, like we we can't teach ourselves much motivation. more. Gotta got give me a few l. Al- I'm, yeah, I'm just that, that tired sword. <laughs> I need
1: you to take a rest so I can recharge a few hits. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> well, I'll give you guys a seminar and you'll get back to half half motivation oh, okay. here. Um, so, <laughs>
2: oh boy, spend my day off at class again. Thanks, teach. Uh
0: So similar here. Bileth wakes up, uh, realizes that they've been asleep for five years. Uh, you return to Mock and the, the your students are there. Like, they all promise. They're, they're totally there. And, uh, and now Claude's riding a cool dragon. It's like, oh, sweet. Okay, you just learned to be a women rider all by your lonesome. That's, that's cool. I didn't even have to teach you that. Um, but Claude's now the, the leader of the Lester Alliance. And he quickly allies with the, the Church of Saros, who's, who's all been out looking for Lady Rhea. They can't find Rhea, so they get back to the church. And, uh, and the church is still destroyed from before and you're there so they're all everybody's like oh well then this makes sense we should just combine forces but we still certainly don't have the the forces we need um to uh to handle um to handle the empire all by ourselves so we just need to find allies and that's basically what the golden deer playthrough is uh is just who who can we find as an ally uh the blue right. lions the blue lions have been decimated at this at this point like Dimitri is assumed dead. Um, everybody in Fargus is pretty much taken over at this point. We hear that the Empire has installed a bunch of rulers uh, as in Fargus. And basically, anybody who's ruling Fargus is now just a pawn of the Empire. Uh, the Lester Alliance is kind of the same way. Like, anybody's too scared to go against Edelgard at this point. Um, Lorenz's father, House uh, Gloucester they're like right on the border and they they're kind of like uh we can't fuck with the empire cuz they're going to totally invade and and decimate us so we're kind of like hey we're still on your side but we're totally not um you, you get that with a bunch of people so you're kind of just this crew of people without really much help and uh, and it's all about just trying to find ways of gaining new allies um so the first things first, you you're looking for any ally that you can find. And Claude remembers, uh, did you guys ever see Judith? Uh, she was a she's a woman from the Lester Alliance. She looks a little bit like Claude. Oh, she would have been at the bridge. Uh, Judith, I think she's. I think you might see her in Black yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I guess you see her in Blue Lions too. But uh, so she she showed up a little bit before the time skip, so I knew of her. And Claude's like we need to go to Judith. She's the, the hero of Daphnel. She's, uh, she's pretty strong in her own right. And, and she's like one of your closest, or one of Claude's closest allies. So he goes and talks to her and she's like, okay, I'll give you some troops. Um, but I'm also going to come with them. And he's like, yeah, sure. You're, you're awesome. I'll take you. Uh, but she's not a playable character, sadly. She's with you basically the whole time, but you just can't use her. which is a real disappointment. Um, but then you guys take over uh, this this bridge. It's called the Great Bridge of Myrden. And uh, it's this really important strategic location where that that's where the Empire would use this bridge to get into Alliance territory. And that's right where uh, Lorenz's father, House Gloucester, is. So if you can take that bridge back, then you take the pressure off Lorenz's father, and then he might ally with you. And, uh, and that's what happens. Uh, unfortunately, this is where... Ferdinand was, and I had to had to ice him. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. I didn't boy, want to. Didn't, didn't want to, but it just... You know, things just happen that way.
2: Um, try to do his duty. <laughs> uh,
0: so we leave Judith to defend the bridge. Uh, Claude's back, and he's, he's like, I gotta go back to the Alliance. I gotta talk to some people. We gotta find some more friends. Uh, so as you're uh, preparing for this next battle, you hear that there's a mysterious force that is riding through Alliance territory, from the kingdom of Fargus they're riding east and they're they're holding banners from Dimitri's house and that's not possible because Dmitri's dead and like oh this it, must just be like some remnants of his family or some people who are trying to get revenge for him uh, they're not posing any threat to the alliance so you know we'll we'll let him go they're they came to the bridge but they saw that we had the bridge handled and they just kept going like okay whatever Uh, then you get to the Battle of Eagle and Lion at Field, and that force shows up, and, oh, shit, it's Dimitri, and he doesn't have an eye anymore, and dude is pissed. (laughs) He, uh, so, Bobby, one of the interesting things when you're telling about Eagle and Lion where Claude was kind of just like, oh, I'll sit in the back, uh, Dimitri was not, was not that. He was, I am going to go murder Edelgard, And I don't care if you're on my side or not, just get the fuck out of my way or I will kill you too. And to that, I said, no, I, I want the experience for myself. So I ended up defeating him and then defeating everybody. Um, After the battle, Dimitri still crazed is uh, running after a retreating Edelgard, uh, but collapses. And then, basically this is all happens off screen too which is kind of bullshit uh, but the black eagles just turn around and go oh hey he fell let's stab him a few times so then he oh, really God. then he really gets killed at the end of that battle and, uh, and you do see like a 2 second in game cutscene with the dude just going no i can't believe that happened i'm going to get revenge <laughs> and then like okay well i guess I guess there's that and you don't see to do in for for a long time. Um, so now it's really just you and you and Edelgard left. And uh, let's see here I am in my notes here. Uh, after this battle, you uh Lysithia kinda of brings you over and goes, Hey, I recognize a bunch of those mages uh, that were in the group of of the Empire here, and I think those mages were the ones who experimented on me as a child. It turns out that her whole house, House Ordelia, had been uh, like they rebelled at one point against the empire a long time ago, and were like 13 years ago from from this point, and uh, they got put down. The empire installed some of these mages to to kind of just take control of their house, and those mages then did a bunch of blood experiments on her whole family, or on all of the all of her siblings, and all of her other siblings died from these experiments. She was the only one who lived. And her father and mother couldn't do anything because the alliance, uh, the umpire uh, the was just watching them the whole time. So kind of sucks for her, uh, but yeah. she's like, yeah, once they, once it was a success and they realized that I, like my hair turned white and I've got the two crests and they're like, okay, this is cool. Um, you know, your life's probably pretty shortened at this point. You've probably only got, uh, at, the, at the point she tells you, she's like, yeah, I've got like five years left. That's why, like, her character is all about, like, yes, she's a child, or yes, she's the youngest person of on the uh, monastery, but she's also maybe the most mature, and she's trying to grow as fast as possible, and it's because she just knows she's got a really shortened clock, and she needs to to do as much as she can to kind of free her house and l- make sure her parents can live in peace for the for the rest of her Crazy. days. Which yeah, really sucks for her. And basically, Claude and Byleth say like yeah we'll we'll figure out a way to reverse that, and she's like yeah, i don't I don't think that's how that works." and they're like, "No, no, no, we totally will, and then it doesn't really happen or it happens kind of off screen at the end, <laughs> another tossed off thing in this game uh
2: apparently that's the same way Gerald gets long life expanded, you find out in a support conversation with Alois, like, oh yeah, he flews uh blood from like an ancient wonder or, or uh dragon's blood huh. or something, and that's why he's super young looking but extremely interesting.
0: Old. I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't really like Alois that much, yeah. so I didn't get high with his support. <laughs> um But then like all those mages just leave. They're they're done with Lysithia and they just they just leave. And for me it's like oh well that didn't pan out to anything but hearing matt's thing is like they really were just experimenting to do it on edelgard and so that that makes a lot more sense um let's see after that uh now we get the battle of fort mercius like you guys had uh fort mercius is being held by the death knight hilda hilda and claude kind of come up with a plan hilda i love hilda but she's not the smartest person she's just like i don't know why don't we dress up like the empire and everyone kind of looks at her like, that's a stupid idea. And Claude's like, no, actually, that's a great idea. I'll, I'll fix it. We'll make it work. <laughs> um, by the way, I'll be right back. I'm going to go talk to some more allies, and, and I'll be back. But don't worry about it. Um, so you start the, the Battle of Fort Mercius. He actually, Claude, shows back up with uh, some reinforcements from Elmira. And you, you see this Nadair guy, Nadair the, the undefeated is his name and this is kind of like a big deal mm-hmm. because Elmira fought against Fodland for a long time they've got this history of bloodshed and now these guys are just here deep in Fodland territory what's what's up with that and and you kind of learn it's because uh, Claude is from Elmira he was born in Almira and came to Fodlin. he's got family from Fodland but he lived in Almira for a long time so he's got these bonds with both uh, and he's able to forge enough of an alliance with them that they, they come in and and help you take down the Death Knight. Again, Nadair, as cool as he is, not a playable unit for you, which is pretty disappointing. Um, so you stop the Death Knight. You he, uh, he starts to run away, and he's like, yeah, you guys should probably run too, because uh, <laughs> he literally points behind you, and you look up, and these javelins of light that you guys have been talking about, but haven't really seen they come down and they just fuck up Fort Mercius. It's completely decimated. You you see that this place that they've talked about as this famous stronghold that's held held out everybody, uh, it's just gone now. It's it's a crater in the ground. So that's that's kind of fucked up. And uh, and you get back to to the uh, to the monastery and everybody's just kind of like, I don't know what those were, uh, but that's. Like, I, I'm very... Like, everyone's just super scared at what's at what's going to happen next. But not really knowing who shot them, whether that's actually from uh, the Empire or if that's something different entirely or, or what it's about. Uh, like, you just keep going with the plan. And the the next step of the plan is to attack the Imperial capital of Enbar. Uh, so you have a couple missions here. The first one is you're going up against Hubert and the Death Knight. Uh, and when you for me, when I killed the death Knight, I did have Mercedes on my team at this point, And I don't know if she was the one to kill him or if she was just there when it happened, but she called him Emil, her brother. And, and mm-hmm. for me, this is the first time ever hearing anything about the death Knight's identity and just going, well, that, that was weird and tossed off. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about this. Cause I, cause I didn't get that paralogue. Um, it's wild it's very wild you
2: you need caspar and mercedes and you need to have it on a certain support level and then that paralog will show up and you find out who the dead knight is and it's
0: like i just didn't like caspar that much i thought he was pretty dopey and and like he's good at brawling but i had the brawler in in uh, rafael like that guy is made to be a brawler so i it's like i don't need another one of these guys i've already got one and i also didn't use Raphael that much either in my playthrough (laughs) Um, what was kind of disappointing for me I ended up with this harem of awesome girls and then realized oh no I can't get supports with any of these people because we're all girls and like right. I, who's gonna marry who at this point we're so fucked Every, right. everybody here's female uh, except Felix I had Felix and he was pretty much just talking to everybody <laughs> that's all I had Um. so you uh, you defeat the Death Knight you defeat Hubert and then all that's left is Edelgard in the castle, and you go into the castle. But right before you get to the castle, Dadoo shows up again, and he's like, "Hey, I've been hiding in this in the city for a while, and I know about like here's here's the plans to the castle. Like um, I, I want to help you guys kill Edelgard because I promised I promised Dimitri that I'd bring her head to him, even though he's dead. I'm still going to fulfill that. And uh, here's the plans." Well, anyway, I'm going to go fuck her up, bye. (laughs) And so you're like, oh, okay. So uh, you you go to the castle. She's heavily guarded, but it's still just her. She doesn't turn into any weird beast or anything. And uh, halfway through the battle, Dadoo shows up, and he, he shows up way ahead. The whole way the battle works is like there's this big door that you need to unlock, and you have to kill a bunch of people who might have the key, and then you can use the key to get into her chamber and, and stopper did you just kind of like takes a side route it comes in the back way and he's like yep yeah, I'm here and you can't control him so he's pretty much just going to either steal all of your experience or get murdered himself and I didn't like either of those outcomes so I used rescue mm-hmm. on him brought him to me and then <laughs> warped him <laughs> like way in the back of the map and was like, yeah, why don't you just try yeah. why don't you just try running at her, you like four movement. That's the Fire route. <laughs> like dude only got like four movement. He wasn't going anywhere, so I was able to steal all the experience for myself. Um, and then you put down Edelgard.
2: Spoken like a true fire too. Oh chest. totally.
0: Uh, you put down Edelgard, there's a cutscene where with her and Byleth and she's like, hey if I have to go down, I'd rather it be by your blade. And then she starts to say something, and you just cut her. <laughs> like, it's just done. Wow. Like, wow, fuck, that, yikes. Damn. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's it. That's the game. And then Hubert uh, huh. left you a posthumous letter that's like, Hey, I'm pretty sure Edelgard's going to win, but just in case she doesn't and we're both dead... <laughs> um, one here's the secret uh location where lady ray is being held and two uh you know about those javelins yeah it's these dicks uh called those who slither in the dark and uh and those guys are probably the real threat we were gonna take care of them but um you know if you're reading this we're dead so maybe you guys should handle it so you don't really get to take a breath at all and uh and instead, you're, you're able to find Rhea, who's who's pretty rough, in rough shape at this point. But she's uh, Claude really presses her on, like, okay, you gotta like no more secrets. You gotta tell us what the fuck's going on. And uh, and so she tells you a little bit more. Uh, she says that um, let's see here. She reveals that the the true history of Fodland. So I I kind of at the very beginning of this when we were talking about the story and that cutscene that happens, and I kind of ran down the, the lore. All that's kind of bullshit. I don't know how much you guys got told about any of that, but uh, here, here's what really happened. Um, Nemesis wasn't gifted the sword of the creator by Sothis, by the the goddess Sothis. Uh He uh, took her remains, like he killed. I guess she was already dead.
2: All these, all these weapons are the bones right. of.
0: These kind of yes.
2: creatures, the Immaculate
0: ones. So, so yeah, uh, the Sothis, the progenitor god, came to came to Earth, or came to whatever this planet is, and Baldwin. yeah, Let's say and Baldwin, it took, Baldwin, took took on a human form to isolated. to be like the other humans, and uh, she had children from her own blood, and all the children, and she taught humans uh, like a bunch of skills and a bunch of things, and built up this this amazing technologically advanced civilization and then the humans kind of turned on them and uh they had a big battle humanity was mostly wiped out the the humans that were left went into hiding underground and became those who slither in the dark and then uh she uh, the sophist then like returned the land to the way it was and then slumbered for a while in the holy mausoleum As she slumbered, this random bandit dude named Nemesis uh, got, kind of got, uh, uh, like, brainwashed by the, by the, uh, those who slither in the dark, and they sent him as a pawn to go uh, collect her remains and turned the remains into the Sword of the Creator, and then he used that to, uh, kind of, decimate all the children and so uh saint Saros or Saros was the only one who lived from that um and and then it was her who uh, sorry looking looking through more notes here
2: yeah she defeats them that's at the the red canyon is what they refer to uh like in the beginning right. of the game and then with Sothis and in her paralogue battle like huh, this place is strange they never like in my playthrough they never bring that up again but yeah in subsequent like looking up it's like okay that's why important because nemesis defeated all her kind huh. there used the bones to create all these massive weapons which is what like you have as a sort of creator what uh edelgard has in my playthrough the axe uh kind of thing that right she has. and those all those uh, all those heroes those relics
0: that the 10 the 10 elites got they actually stole those like th- that was power that was never meant for the humans. And they stole it. So Rhea slash Sotha or slash Saros has always kind of held a grudge against these people who then became all the crest bearers who who formed your team. So even even though you guys were all around, she still like held on to this this grudge that was going on uh, anyway. So Hubert gives you the the map of where these guys are. He like triangulated where the javelins of light were coming from, which are basically just missiles. They're just missiles. <laughs> when you when you see them, uh, so you go and you fight those who slither in the dark. It's this Tron underground Tron world that's both like ancient civilization and also neon Tronny stuff. And you fight Talos and, and kill him. And uh, before you kill him, he brings down a bunch of javelins on on the whole city. And Raya turns into a dragon again, stops most of them, and and then she gets like real messed up. So this is the last thing you all get back to the monastery. Um, You've, you've taken care of Rhea back at the uh, back at Shambhala, the, the underground city, this dude comes out of a a tomb that's been chained up uh, because now I guess the seal has been opened and it's nemesis. And he's like this reincarnated looking dude. uh, And, Dude, dude's angry, and he's coming straight for Garrick Mach Monastery to fuck you guys up. And he's also resurrected all the the ten elites, and they all have like dark versions of their of their heroes' relics, including a sort of a creator. Whoa. And uh, and so you have one big final showdown with Nemesis. Uh, you also <laughs> find out that Rhea, uh this is this is your origin story. She actually tells you that. Yeah, when you were a baby so like a long time ago when I defeated Nemesis, I took the sword of the creator, I ripped out the crest stone in it and that's actually the heart of sothis the progenitor god, and I implanted that to, into you as a baby thinking that you would be resurrected as my mom, the progenitor god sothis and and that's and I thought that you'd that's be able bizarre. to like resurrect the land again, but it turns out
2: it all makes yeah, sense now. It turns
0: out that Sophis uh just gave you her power in the in that dark realm that Solon threw you into. And so she's like, Well, so you're not exactly Sophis, but you've got her power, and that's that's the deal. So actually you're kind of my mom? Question <laughs> mark? <laughs> uh, so then you yeah, you do a big you do a big game. battle against Nemesis. Uh it's yeah, it's pretty cool there's a really amazing cutscene at the end where you're fighting against Mm. Nemesis and it's two creator swords just slamming against each other and then there's Claude just shooting like red fiery arrows at this dude and he can totally take both of you by himself and it's no problem at all and then at one point uh, (laughs) Claude just shoots a big arrow up into the air runs directly at Nemesis gets his shit knocked out and then he's like coming to this like big dramatic clash with uh, with Byleth. and then right as you're about to clash swords, the arrow falls from the sky and like pierces his arm, and you destroy the sword of the creator, the dark sword of the creator, with your sword of the creator, and you you finish him off. It's nuts, <laughs> uh, but then then a new day dawns over Fodland, and uh, and Claude kind of breaks the walls down between uh Fodland and Omira and Dusker like he wants everybody to live in in harmony he he basically wants to unify the whole land like Edelgard did he just doesn't want to be a dick about it like he was and uh and that's kind of how Golden Deer wrap up it's crazy it's interesting also it's like oh, man,
2: this Sothis game, just this shows game. back
0: up she's like yeah I wasn't ever dead what the fuck's wrong with you uh <laughs>
2: She doesn't show up in AMI other places. So, well, she shows
0: back up because, uh, like, she became my S-support. Uh, I, I quote-unquote, married oh, that, her. Yes,
2: yes, if I chose her. So that, she yes. shows
0: back yeah. up, and she's like, yeah, no, I'm still a part of you. I was just gone for a while. And then, you, like, you, quote-unquote, give her a ring, which you can't do because she's still inside you. So she's just like, why don't you put it in your pocket? And then it's like, we're married. It's very weird, and also she's like this dragon <laughs> lolly character, so it feels very, very weird. Yeah. But I just, I just wanted to try something different. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
2: You could have just given the ring to nobody. You That's could an have. Yeah, that
0: probably would have been a better option. All right. Uh, uh, I'm just looking over the the
2: church route, and it pretty much kind of lines up with the golden gear okay. route, except you don't fight interesting. Nemesis uh you, i think you fight Rhea because she goes berserk and have that kind of fight and like the blue lions you become the new archbishop uh but without leia Rhea. huh so well that's uh
0: that's interesting all right let's let's yeah. let's wrap I, I, this thing up it's, it's been so, so long we're so we're all so tired i know um Whew. i think we've all learned some stuff that surprised us today mm-hmm. like i it was the uh this game man this the, game. the Edelgard having the same experiments on her that that Lysithia did was a big revelation for I, me I don't
2: know if it's confirmed that that she had uh, experiments but she did unlock something Well it's probably not experiment now it, it's hair. probably
0: just like they they figured out how to do it to Lysithia so or they, something they could that's, do it to yeah, her it's... that that makes so much sense Um any anything you guys learned today that was a uh, pretty pretty crazy
2: it's so weird that, like, all the, like, the Edelgard backstory is not yeah. in Edelgard's playthrough. Yeah. You have to do, like, Dimitri to find out, oh, they have a history. Uh, there's, like, there's no support conversations for any of the three major characters in the right. houses. So you can't, like, oh, we'll learn this through their support conversation. Nope, nope, that's not going to I also happen. imagine it's pretty uh, weird that the
0: true ending is kind of hidden behind the joke side there's house. There's no real
2: true Well, the... like. There's no true. Anything, I mean, the, the
0: those who slither like, in the no dark things, like that, like you you said they're in your yeah. playthrough, but oh, it's you're, all you're very tossed lear- off.
2: You still learn about them because you're working right. with them. That's, That's the Very, thing. You very like, strange. Adelgard's uh, uh, uncle. I'm just trying to look up his uh, name quickly mm-hmm. here. Uh, uh, her uncle. Uh, begins with an a arundel is kind of the one that kind of controls the javelins of light kind of I think. interesting uh so but like it's like oh don't worry like the whole time is like we'll take care of them they're the lesser evil we're dealing with the church which is the greater evil which is this built this whole case uh caste system of crests and everything it needs to be dismantled and we need to reunify like nemesis intended way back in the day and I'm in the back, just like you really should trust a guy named Nemesis. <laughs> like, really? Okay, if you really think he's I that I mean,
0: names names come from everything. There probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Um,
2: it's just you know, like so much that they like they just like is expanded upon in other ways on other playthroughs. They just brush aside and the Adelgard uh, route on the Black Eagles. It's 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 weird. I wasn't not satisfied by the ending because it's kind of just like the way it ends, it like zooms in on your eye and I'm like, oh, we're just going to start all over from the beginning yeah. again because this is how this kind of uh, story works. So there's no real true ending. There's one that kind of just sucks less, <laughs> I guess, because you didn't kill as many people along your path of destruction. But once I was set on my path, I'm like, well, I'm going to be killing everybody, right. I guess. Uh, yes, reunification, down with the All logos. right, down if you had to play
0: a second playthrough uh which which route would you go i don't need to hear why i just uh, want to know untem- which route
1: black eagles
0: i'm
2: tempted with uh, a yeah, blue line which maybe. uh which
0: black eagles bobby uh
1: i would do, do you have, the do you have two choices um i would do the i would side with edelgard okay for sure
0: that's mm. uh, that's the one i'm doing too i it sounds like that's maybe the weakest story but that's that's the one that feels the she most different
2: your, she paints you your portrait
0: i yeah and like that portrait actually it's shows secret, up in the in the game too like if you go to a room you can see it uh, i heard that's yep. that's interesting so oh and you said blue lions uh, matt my my, yep. my i gotta say though the, the and, picture
2: bobby sent over the chat of like edelgard as a demonic one is just like what that's not the sweetheart that painted my, my <laughs> portrait what the
0: hell
2: yeah yeah definitely uh yeah i'm, I'm kind of more interested in edelgar as a character and you just you just don't get that on that run through so I, I guess blue lions is going to be sure. the next one although my my playleth on new game plus is with the uh, uh the woman B- byleth and i was like well i want to get an easy recruit with sylvan so <laughs> i i guess i have to go golden yeah. deer uh, but yeah it, it, I'm just fascinated by like all the different connections to this game to get the full picture you have to play through all of them but the endings are right. all different it's like there's no true yeah, ending. It's
0: really cool and and I think the new game plus is really cool too they they give you a bunch of extra options uh, they open up a lot of the game uh, The uh, there's a currency that you get called renown from doing battles that you're able to restore those four saint statues in, in the monastery that that actually that currency in the new game plus playthroughs allow you to just rank up stuff you can say oh i want my weapon rank to go all the way back up to where it was in the first playthrough and they'll go yeah yeah you can do that just pay us a thousand renown uh i want my professor level to be a plus from the beginning of the game yeah you can do that it's kind of broken because you can't even do seven things or eleven th- or how many things that you've they done all you. this before it's it's neat
2: You want to grind all that before, yeah? Like like you can just—it's—it's so funny. Like there's like you can grind through fighting, but also grind through uh, conversation and uh, uh, tea time. But it's (laughs)
0: nice how they skip through some of that stuff, and you don't have to redo all the same Mm -hmm. stuff if you really want to make a monster team. Uh, Like we said, there is some DLC that's coming out. uh, Some at Christmas, I believe, and then the other is early next year. Uh, We're getting two new characters in this next DLC pack, which we think are Yurita and uh, Anna. And then there are four characters that, uh, like the the names that are in this Famitsu article, our Famitsu guide are uh, Juris, Balthazar, Constance, and Javi. Yavi. Um, But Hmm. those might change. Also, this is still, this whole thing could be faked, so we don't know if these six characters are ones we're actually getting. Um, but we will see on on some of that stuff. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, one thing we didn't mention that I w- want to quickly say, uh, one of those other revelations is that um, Flane and Seteth are actually the uh, actually two of the four saints. Uh, Seth, Leanne and Indeck, I believe, are, are the ones that they are. Um, because they have those crests, and it just turns out that they actually are the saints themselves. The other two saints you meet in paralogues, they have turned into demonic beasts. And if you fight them with flame, they will say like, "Oh, Sethly," and she cuts them off, and she goes, "Uncle, shut the fuck up! I'm like, like, don't, don't you dare, don't you dare say another word." And he's just like, "But Sethly," and she's like, "No, no, no, I don't want to hear it." Um, so
2: real quick uh if you look through the uh the art book with all the uh concept art for yeah. the characters uh uh Rhea, Sadeth, and flame they have you don't see their ears behind their oh. hair but it's outlined and they're pointed ah, ears kind of like out of like something huh. like legend so that's kind of like a telltale of like oh yeah they're not yeah they're human. different there's species. something else obviously interesting interesting uh but you would never know that in the game because because they're always in their ears yeah, yeah. Uh, with their character models or their very portraits.
0: cool all right, I think I think this is enough fire emblem for anybody. Whew. Let's uh,
2: let well, let me ask you, Chase. Though, where's this rank in your fire? That's Emblems? a I that's a have... tough
0: question, man. I I don't know. I I think Awakening is still my favorite, despite having some problems mm-hmm. with the way it controls now. Uh, having the weapon degradation, uh, I as boring as the maps are, I still really love uh, uh, Valentia uh, Echoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one is is just a really good story and looks amazing this one's up there Mm -hmm. though it it really did surprise Mm me i i was pretty down on this game before it came out and and now i'm i'm pretty all in on it i I still think going through the second playthrough that Mm -hmm. i've started now i'm realizing like man a lot of this there's a lot of tedium when it comes to equipping your stuff and getting back to where you want to be uh especially after doing it for the first time and and yeah, it helps that you can new game plus some of that stuff and, and cut it out. But um, I, I like this game a lot. I, I think it will be one of my favorite Switch games um, and probably one of my favorite Fire Emblems. I'm just not sure where it ranks at this point.
2: Where's it rank for you, Bobby?
0: <laughs> of the... It's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, the only the one you've <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Matt, how about you?
2: Uh, I got to say... Yeah, not, a, not as high as, like, Awakening because the highs in that are really high and uh, even though, like, the story in that is kind of just, like, meh yeah. nah, after the first half, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I The first one that came out here in the U.S., though, holds a special place yeah. in my heart. That might still be my favorite one. Uh, but this is, yeah, definitely up there. Uh, even though, like, some of the story stuff disappointed me on the Black Evils run, like, the thought of, like, oh, we can go back and there's even more to chew on and... I just need a, like a fucking family tree or something <laughs> to like get through all the names in this, this, this fucking game. Cause it's just, it's maddening. Like how many characters are well, in let, this game? Well, let me help it's you.
0: hard uh, to keep all up. All you have to know is Petra and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's
2: fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. All right. Let's hit up some much. plugs. But, yeah fantastic. Let's hit up some
0: plugs here before we get out here. Uh, Matt, tell us where the internet can find you and more of your lovely voice.
2: Oh, you can just find me on Twitter, JiggySan, G I G G Y S A N, and uh I am occasionally uh in the or on the Abstract Japan podcast, which my friend Tyler Abstract does. Uh right now he's in Japan. He is my man he's, in Japan. <laughs> he's made it over there and he is.
0: So his name is Abstract, he's in Japan, and his podcast is Abstract Japan. Mm-hmm. That's that's yep, on brand.
2: It's like a bunch of a bunch of abstract music from japan he'll play whatever as long as it's from japan just send him requests uh, twitter abstract japan or abstractjapan.com. and he has like 216 episodes always plays like a unique uh artist at, like for like without exception other than like request he'll never play the same artist twice and just loves music and loves having a good time and uh just uh loves being nice. himself uh, so i've got some
0: requests i uh i watched the promar promare uh movie i saw and it too that it's movie's so pretty great so i might need to hear might need to hear some uh, promar music uh bobby how about superfly he's played okay, Superfly. all right bobby how about you I know, uh, I know i know we have the casual hour together but but why don't you tell the people where they can find that and then other stuff that you do
1: yeah, uh, the Casual Hour records every week. We post on Fridays. We're on every single publication out there. Uh, anchor.fm is our home. Uh, I also run a YouTube channel called Lumberjack Smack where we do quick looks and reviews. Chase, you've been on there graciously a few times to help with that. Uh, I have an Instagram page where I try to do like a one-minute review of a game that I think is worth your time. Uh, it's, it's good, dumb, fun. The Casual Hour has been something we've been doing for like three and a half years now uh you should definitely give it a listen if you like mediocre takes on video games
0: (laughs) uh we i know we considered doing a quick look on fire emblem but considering that this podcast went two and a half hours uh i'm gonna say that wouldn't be a very quick look at all so uh sorry (laughs) sorry you're not gonna get one of those that's honestly why i don't do a lot of fire emblem talks on on this podcast as well because i just know these games are massive and this one is even more massive than usual it's a lot um but there's so much to yeah, this game. There's, like it's, there's,
2: you're getting your money's worth out of the. We didn't it. talk That's about sure how, you. You we, we didn't, didn't talk about how
0: the mage system, the magic system in this game is totally different from the other ways. Okay, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. We got to finish this podcast. No, can't we got to wrap I got to go two and a half Matt, hours. Matt and Bobby, man. I want to thank you both for coming on. Uh, thank you all for listening to this Herculean uh, task of a podcast. I had a ton of fun. I can't wait to do this again with both of you guys on a much shorter game. Uh, for a much shorter episode (laughs) thank you guys and we'll talk to you later